Hey, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Daniel. And I'm Ross Radke. Hey, it's Ross Radke. Yeah, Ross is back. How's it going, Ross? Uh, It's going good. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us for our Doctor Strange special. Very cool. Awesome. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And now Danielle's going to tell you all about uh, it. No, I'm not. Ross is going to tell you about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is how it works. Is, is first, we're going to tell you to read something. And uh, you're going to read it. And we're going to read it. And then we're going to talk about it. And we'll talk about it. Uh, that <laughs> talk about <the laughs> That's as good as it seems. And, and uh, after talking about the thing that we read... We were friends, and that's a book club. Yes. Awesome. I was not prepared awesome. this time. <laughs> that's okay. That's the best. Those are the best ones when you're not prepared to do it. That's great. Thank you so much. We have some shouts outs for this week. Shouts, shouts out. Outs. Yes. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Benny Decker. Hey, Benny Decker. Book club member. That's right. Uh, Benny uh, Decker, he started his own YouTube channel. It's called Valiant Victories. Okay. Oh, awesome. Where he's talking everything Valiant Comics. So, uh, oh, wow. That is so cool. What a great idea. Yeah. So uh, definitely give him a check out. Check him out. You know, give him a follow and, uh, yeah, it's watch fun. his videos. They're a lot of fun. They're about, you know, between like five and 10 minute videos. So, yeah. Great. Really Excellent. Cool. Very cool. I will definitely link that in the show notes. Awesome. Benny Decker. Good job. Were you a fan of any Valiant comics back in the day, Ross? No. Short answer, no. I've, I've, read, <laughs> I've read some of the newer stuff uh, a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it seemed like a big investment and in time because it's all a shared universe. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like um, like Black Hammer. Like I, I know I will enjoy it. I just I want to be able to get to it when I can dive into it right thank goodness benny decker is here to help you do all the heavy lifting right yeah yeah check that out Yeah, with the valiant comics you know um i was never big on valiant comics but i liked um friggin uh uh, solar man of adam i had a couple issues of that and then i had a couple of issues of magnus robot fighter do you remember magnus (laughs) robot fighter i do not (laughs) (laughs) did you have any valiant comics um i never read valiant back in the 90s but about 10 years ago when it relaunched i started reading like some harbinger and that was pretty good oh nice okay that was one of the titles back then too what about you any valiant comics no No. you never read bloodshot or uh Exo Manowar. I can't say that I did. Ninjack. <laughs> Archer and Armstrong. I'm trying to think of the different titles that I remember. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, great job, Benny Decker. Yeah, we all need to check into that and learn more about Valiant Comics. I'm so excited to check this YouTube channel out. You're, you, seem, oh, yeah. you seem pretty psyched about <laughs> I it. I am. Some viewers might be able to spot an uh, original Ross Radke hanging on his wall. Okay. Oh, right. very oh, really? cool. Excellent. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, let's go look for that Easter egg. Um, Ross is going to go look for it right now. (laughs) Stay on the episode, Ross. (laughs) Don't get distracted. All right. Now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yes. Get out, dreams and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out. We heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan, book club member. Yeah, regarding our Enigma episode, he said, uh, I almost thought we were getting a Wiki John explanation of a wet dream for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Just just enough of a pause that I expected it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He was about to launch into the hall. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great comment. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Christopher. 
we're going to talk about Doctor Strange today. You know, I did want to talk about, I guess, before we get into talking about the movie, like, what were some of your favorite Doctor Strange comics? Did you ever read Doctor Strange, like, back in the day? Or did you have any favorite Doctor Strange comics? For a long time, I didn't really care for Doctor Strange. Because okay. when I was reading Avengers, when I really started getting into comics was kind of the uh, Bendis era of Avengers and Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man. Alrighty. And so whenever Doctor Strange would show up, it was always kind of like, I'm going to magic the plot, you know, <laughs> oh, and, I see. whatever yeah. was expedient for the plot, he'd come and do his magic. And so it was always, I know this term gets overused, but it always seemed like a deus ex machina type of character. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. But yeah. it that. is a comic book though. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. And, and I, I, I mean, I used to gravitate more towards the, um, the tighter continuity of, of like the ultimates where the sure. Hulk was trying to recreate the super soldier, right. everything, everything was all tied together. And so yeah. when you throw in as guardians and magicians and sorcerers and things, it just, it makes it muddy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that type of shit so much. I'm, and they're like, they're like, all of a sudden magic happened. And they're like, Oh great. What's going to happen now? I get very yeah. excited about shit like and, that. So yeah. And I think so like, the, as I got more into the Hellboy series and read more Hellboy BPRD, my appreciation for what Doctor Strange could be grew. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like as a standalone character, I, I really like horror genre and fantasy genre. Right. And I just, right. I just, I kind of like to have my genres a little bit more separated than most mainstream comics okay. tend to do. Yeah. You're saying like he's like he, as a character, he's almost held back by having to be involved in more terrestrial things yeah. instead of yeah. more like uh out there kind of right, right. you know interdimensional adventures okay yes the, so the more i kind of i have a what is it called um like origins of marvel comics is is a collection of the first appearances of a lot of the main superheroes and it's got commentary from stan lee and a lot of oh, the cool. a lot of the stories that you hear that stan lee makes up about how he came up with the characters come from that oh, book nice. Oh and wow! So I, I've read a little bit of the Stanley Ditko stuff, and so I like I like that kind of like the psychedelic alternate dimension stuff um, yeah. on its own. And but yeah, I haven't read a whole lot of Doctor Strange other than some you know appearances in, in Avengers, and then uh, I read some of the oh who the Chris Bacalo he drew it. I can't remember yes, who wrote yes. that one. Yeah, the Chris God. Yeah, I don't remember who wrote that run either. That's where he has the battle axe, right? And then he's yeah. like, um, they start yeah. introducing like he's got the kid apprentices like in mm -hmm. the sanctorum with him. Jason Aaron. That's what I thought. Jason Aaron. Sorry. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. I, I agree that, um, you know, Dr. Strange having his interdimensional, you know, sorcery adventures is is um, definitely his, that's his strong suit as a character. But I, whenever I see him show up in like an Avengers book or something like that, I always go, ooh, yeah. things just got really intense and exciting oh like it's just that he has he has a certain amount of gravitas that right. yeah i that really always gets a response from me that i'm like oh shit just got real you know yeah. i just i get i get kind of i'm like ah what's gonna happen it's gonna it's taking a turn so i think that that's that's always gotten a reaction from me of of like oh this this is going sideways and i'm here for it yeah so i always kind of yeah. like it when because it's very it's obvious like you said like it's very chaotic and i guess i can see that being like Oh, what's happening to this story that I thought was going on? But for me, I'm always like, yes, more, more chaos. Put it in there. <laughs> yeah, so. he 
I mean, it definitely serves that purpose since I mentioned um, Avengers disassembled before yeah. Bendis started yes. New Avengers. Right. Yeah, he shows up, and and you do feel that it's like, oh, if Strange is showing up. This yeah, is, this is even worse than they realized. I always yeah. really appreciated that aspect I, I, of it. I don't need him to show up and fight Hydra. You know, I don't need him <laughs> no, to show up and exactly. fight Hydra. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What about you, Aubrey? And, you know, I know I've read some Doctor Strange comics, you know, his solo stuff, but I cannot think of anything. Like, but the thing that sticks out the most to me is um, when Jonathan Hickman was writing the uh, Avengers and New Avengers and led on to, that led into Secret Wars and the Doctor Strange character and that. And I literally like the way that uh, Hickman wrote him in that comic. Yeah, was that for New Avengers? Was that I thought that was Bendis? Some of that? No, this was like New Avengers Volume Three or something like okay, that. Okay, because yeah, because in, the, uh, in uh, the early New Avengers, that's the stuff that I read. Yeah, and Doctor Strange was in that, and then well, I guess these comics are several years old, but they kill Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, so they kind of like take him. I think that, that was really interesting because just like Ross said, whenever he comes in, he can just like do whatever. So yeah, they actually like take him out, and then they they introduce like Brother Voodoo as the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And then the hood, which is one of my favorite sorcerers that they have not yet put in anything. I would love to see him as a Doctor Strange villain. Like I know we're talking about Doctor Strange, but this would be a great Doctor Strange villain. Um, and I loved all of that stuff with the hood and Doctor Strange yeah. um, in the New Avengers. There was also like a mini series called Spider Man Doctor Strange Fever, which is really out there and weird. Um, I highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, well, J. Michael Straczynski stuff. Remember where he's like hiking through the mountains and stuff like that. That was kind of like. Oh, I don't um, read that. They reintroduced him in the '90s. I read a little bit of that, but they tried to like ground him a little bit more, like Ross mm. was saying, to like take him out of all of the. And I don't know. I mean, that stuff was pretty good though. Um, Doctor Strange: The Oath is a really good miniseries. If you yeah. haven't read that, that's yeah. definitely worth checking out. I wish I could say that I. Like, was super into Doctor Strange, but I really didn't. I was trying to look up. I had Doctor Strange number 50 because it has a holographic cover. Or hey, whatever. anytime is a I good time to get into Doctor Strange. <laughs> but then it, it wasn't until the new Avengers stuff and where I really started to read more of Doctor Strange and stuff like that. And then um, I, I did read a couple of those issues of the Jason Aaron stuff. But yeah, I better yeah. late than never. Yeah, for real. Yeah, because like when when um when Hickman was writing um the Avengers New Avengers, like the New Avengers were primarily focused on the Illuminati team and Doctor Strange yeah. was part of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was dealing with all the incursions. So when they mentioned incursions and multiverse of madness, I was like, fuck yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was the name of their little? They had a little club uh, where it was like all the for serious magic users would like meet up in a little bar or whatever. What the oh, fuck was that? It's Where, called like, the bar with no name. Wanda it? would show up and yeah, strange would yeah. be there. And, yeah. Like, I always, I just is love that, the idea. Is that, Marvel has that? Cause I know DC yep. has something um, like that too. Yeah, no, yeah. it was, I always, I, I just. Yeah, no, it is a Marvel thing. I they have the their, uh, I think it's called the bar with no name. Yeah. Isn't it? I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, my little brother, Nick had a, um, a copy of Dr. Strange and he also had that same comic in Spanish. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. It was, it was actually pretty kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it is called bar with no name. I guess there's multiple of them. Um, but it's an exclusive villains only bar, I guess. Is that the same one? I what don't. Was the, there was a magic. They one, were hanging right? out in there, yeah. yeah. They were having their little, their little. Yeah, I know. There's there's the villain one that like there's like an issue where Punisher comes in and just like murders everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's a different one though. That's, that's a different yeah. one. There's like a pub they all go hang out and have like magic club together. Where like it's like Wanda and Strange oh, and a couple. Bar others. with no doors. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. It's called Bar with no doors. Right. It is so funny. I just looked this up on Marvel database here. Um. Excellent. 
We never a, would have been able to come up with it. It was a tavern located in Manhattan for sorcerers and magic users. Love it. I love so that. It, it has no doors because they have to like They have to yeah, figure out a way in there. Or That's great. Or they have to magic yeah. in there, yeah. Um That's great. I yeah, I, well the one thing I liked about the also like the Hickman run, which I guess kind of ties into what we're about what we the story we're gonna do today is uh Doctor Strange did team up with Doctor Doom to go after the Beyonders. Oh, nice! Yeah. So, okay. and that's uh, and then that's how Strange became his right hand man in Secret Wars, the 2015 Secret Wars. I did like the 2015 Secret Wars. That was some good stuff, and they did some cool stuff with Doctor Strange there too. Yeah. So, Arbor, you mentioned Multiverse of Madness. Um, we we've all seen the movie now. You yes. know, spoilers for Multiverse of Madness. I, hopefully, you, you've already watched it by now. But if you haven't, it's on Disney Plus. I'll put the time codes in the show notes so you can skip ahead if you want to avoid any spoilers. But yeah, so um, let's talk about the movie. So you're the latest one to see it, I guess. So do you want to yeah. give your thoughts on it? Okay, so I just watched it last night. It was so good. It was everything I wanted. I mean, I love Sam Raimi, and so seeing him like knock this one out the park was really good. Yeah. Um, I just like I like the idea of going through the multiverse. I like that one. Just scene. seeing him cram zombies in there, just fulls <laughs> of zombies, actually, just cramming it in there. It, actually, he said that uh, he originally was hesitant to do zombies. It was the writer. Oh, uh, sure. No, because he says he. Because he's I didn't want to put zombies, but they made me. Okay, Sam Raimi. I'm just saying, he's saying like he didn't want to repeat himself, but they were like, no, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, but um, the, the writer's the one who, who uh, put that zombie in. He like watched all like the evil. So it was more of a, and... one of those situations where it's like, oh god, they just they really expect <laughs> me to put zombies in this. Okay, all right. Um, They're like, play it, play, play the song that we all know from the radio. Play that one song. And he's say like, the line. all right, yeah, say it, Bard. Uh, it was cool to see like that one scene where they like fell through all those different multiverses. Like, yeah. I need to go back and watch that scene because like that's uh, definitely the ultimate highlight of that movie is yeah. them falling through a million dimensions. Um, including like an animated one. I was just like, what the fuck? I wanted yeah. that to keep going. Yeah. I want. I was like, just keep this yeah. going. I want just this. For I will the rest watch of the this thing. for several more minutes. Although I, I will have to say though, because like I. I, I avoided spoilers for Spider-Man. I avoided spoilers for Batman, and I didn't get spoiled for either one of those films until I saw them, like weeks after they came out. Fucking Doctor Strange, I got spoiled on all the cameos, like almost immediately. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, so many of those were like rumors for so long mm-hmm. that, like, even when it actually got spoiled, it wasn't even. It was. I don't know if you're on Twitter, you know, comics Twitter. Really hard yeah. to avoid that. Yeah. Well, that kind of thing yeah. is just like it is what it is. Like you're, you, you know, if you, if you're on any part of the internet, you're that's just going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't spoiled on the story, so that was right nice. on. Like those cameos, because uh, that's, I mean, that's something to talk about. Is, I mean, this even goes back to Wandavision. Did you guys watch Wandavision? Yeah, yeah oh, sure. of course. Like every, I don't know, I don't know, I shouldn't say everyone. A large portion of the fan base was all excited that maybe they were going to have. Um, you know, Pedro come in and the X-Men were going to come in and th- like people were talking about that. And I, I don't, I don't want that. Right. I want, if Marvel's going to do X-Men, I want it to be a clean slate. Just, just start it over. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't need to see any of those people come back. That's, that's my opinion. I want to see a fresh take. <laughs> okay. So, oh, yeah, I agree. So when they made it a joke, you know, when they, when they had that actor from the, the X-Men films play that character, but he wasn't really. I thought that was hilarious, right? Yeah. And so so the same thing about the Illuminati cameos for this film is I I liked that, okay, they, they did everything that the fans were 
like hyped about, but then right, they basically yeah. it was basically just an extended gag to show how powerful Wanda was. Oh yeah, like, right. Yeah, you wanted to see all these characters, so we're gonna give you what you wanted, and then we're just gonna wipe them all out. I suffered through the entirety of that Inhumans show. Oh, so did you really? That- oh, oh no! Yeah. no. So sorry. Wow. Why would you subject yourself? I've never seen it. Yeah, I've so, never so, I would say like the most audacious oh, no. thing in the multiverse movie was the idea that somewhere in the multiverse, the Inhuman show was actually good. Oh, he shows up right, in the actual right, outfit. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then he blows yeah. his own brains out. And I was like, great. That's great. We great. Can, that's great. Yeah. Close the door on the Inhumans now. <sighs> I, I would love them to have done a good job with that because I like Jack Kirby stuff. But Oh, yeah. They just missed the ball on that one. Well, I guess like it's funny that you bring that up, Ross, because it – I was excited to see those characters, and then it did remind me in a lot of ways of like Deadpool two, where they introduce yeah. X Force yeah. and then they immediately just <laughs> like kill we've all seen of this them. Already. And I was kind of like, "That's it." I mean, for I don't know, like it, nothing it, has it, any consequences. Exactly. So I was just kind of like, "It's fine." Hmm. I, I I I felt weird about it afterwards. Now since I've rewatched the movie, I really like it. I, I don't know. The first time yeah. that I watched it. I don't know what happened, but like I came away like maybe I had too many expectations. Yeah, or, I think where I people fall what. down with this sort of thing yeah. is y- you cannot take it seriously at all on any yeah, level. Yeah. On any level, you cannot go in there taking things seriously. You have to be like, this is a very silly comic book movie. Yeah. And it's going to be outrageous and silly and have silly plot holes that you talk about with your friends. And it's just a goofy, fun time. That's literally it. There is nothing beneath the surface. Please don't try. It's fun and yeah, it's yeah. fine. And then it's it's a you're having a good time with the movies at that point. I was, but anything other than that, and it's like uh, it's just endless complaining and whining by people who need to yeah. go find a hobby. And exactly, I can't, yeah. I cannot abide yeah. it. I can't I was, tolerate it. I, I was very surprised that they were killing all of them off. You know what I mean? And then like yeah. she pops out, she snaps. For me, I'm like, this is a silly comic book movie. I don't fucking care. I Kill them like, all. Wow. Like, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I was like, I guess, yes, this is the way it has to go, ultimately. But I was, and then rewatching it, I was like, this is great. I mean, this oh, is yeah. Sam Raimi. I mean, they were like, they were like, yeah, Sam Raimi, do your thing. And it's like, that's awesome. It's I'm really, there uh, for like the cool aesthetics. That's yeah, basically yeah. it. I heard someone pointed out that so i i kind of had the same reaction as you john like after i saw it in the theater i had i had mixed feelings i enjoyed it on the level of like a wacky sam raimi yeah. superhero movie right but as as a continuation of wandavision i was like they like what what are they doing right because i think that's left- a mistake though is to expect any kind yeah. of you know, it's, don't bring critical thinking into this. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> don't do it. Because they left yeah. they left Wanda at a place where she had sacrificed her family to to give people their free will back, right? And I think if they had given any inkling at the end of WandaVision that she regretted doing that, that she's like, no, actually, I wish I'd kept my family. These people aren't worth it. Then mm-hmm. I think her going full heel turn in this film would have been less uh less Wait, but they did. she was reading the dark hold yeah she was hovering yeah. around in that cabin and reading well the dark i guess hold. like what after a rewatch i picked up on more of that and right. i'm like you know what this this was not quite as abrupt as it felt like the first time right and part of part of why it felt so abrupt um i so there's another i can't remember where i heard this someone else said this um but 
the deaths in uh, Multiverse of Madness are more violent than anything that Thanos or anyone right. else ever did, right? Yeah, the way yeah, that she kills yeah. people is more shockingly violent than all the other villains in the MCU. So that's that's part of too why like I had that knee jerk reaction, and then after I watched it again, I'm like, no, this was just a fun. This was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. I totally agree with that. So one thing you'll know, uh, I, I I remarked upon is this is the third time Patrick Stewart has died as Professor Xavier. <laughs> they they Professor Xed him. Yeah, they, they really did. Him, yes, they uh, sure but did. Uh, when he um when he first wheeled out, they you could hear the X Men animated theme. Oh yeah, yeah. And um. The woo, 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 it was also kind of interesting. Thing. You saw two captains cool. of the Enterprise in that uh, scene. Anson Mount plays Christopher Pike in Star Trek Strange New Worlds okay. and Captain Picard. I like when they were doing the Professor X's in the Mind Palace thing. Yeah, because yeah. Because that was yeah. very, like, I love, that was kind of Morrison-esque. That was very, right. I liked that a lot. And I liked that. I felt um, the same way, yeah, going out yeah, to like, cool. I was I was digging it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the, uh, he would. He totally would. And I love how he was in the like the uh, '90s cartoon wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really dug. Uh, can we talk about like my favorite part of this fucking movie besides the thing where they're falling through a million dimensions? The fucking, uh, the wizards had a music fight. Yes, oh, that was my favorite part. Yes, the wizards had a music fight. It was like a Final Fantasy so setting. Good. It like he goes up the Final Fantasy stairs into the Final Fantasy castle, yeah. and the two wizards have a fucking music fight. It was so it was cool. so great. Yeah. It was so I, great. I, I, I got home and and I immediately like queued up that soundtrack in my Apple Music. Oh, brilliant! That, nice. That's probably one of the best Marvel soundtracks so I think so far. And- cool and silly yeah. and weird and fun and it was just so i i was perfect i it was everything i want yeah. from a two wizards fighting with music it was great sure, yeah yeah oh i was actually reading <sighs> so about good. that like danny elfman was talking about how um originally it was going to be a little more complex but then um kevin feige is like no, no 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 just just keep it simple and then they finally just settled on like beethoven sure. versus bach sure as wow, the music and all that but yeah. it was originally going to be something more like elaborate and all that and he's like no 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 no, no. just, just simple yeah it is <laughs> so cool that Dumb is it down for the... the babies watching this that is one of the best parts of the movies it was um, great i loved it one thing that i was going to say though i have read and i don't remember if it's 20 minutes or 40 minutes but the sam raimi had a much longer cut for this movie okay so i think a lot of the criticisms are like uh when ross was talking about wandavision it made me think of this so at the very end of WandaVision, when she's reading the Darkhold, you hear the kids screaming out for her. Right. right. That's the very end of it, right? But I feel like there's almost like a scene missing between that and then what happens here. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's, no. I think I that's mean, why for a lot of people it seems so abrupt because she huh. she hears them and then she wants the kids again and then she does all this. But it it's barely anything at the end of WandaVision and then it's like, oh, well, this is all her motivation for this movie. Well, you know what I mean? Honestly, I felt like it's because one, she was re- she was studying the dark home and which is like corrupting her. But then yeah. she's like dreaming about her children every night. And so it's it just seems like a natural well, progression to go when from- a character becomes a mom. That's yeah. it for the yeah. character. Their yeah. only motivation is their kids. Well, there's nothing left in that person's life anymore. That's, that's, and, that's, not, that's not what I thought. I mean, I thought it was more like she knew she was in her depression and her grief and her loss of her family and, right, and a loss right. of vision. And like the reading of the evil book and got her corrupted. And I think that's sure. Yeah. But oh, you think the evil book corrupted her? Or do you think that she wasn't just. Wasn't the dark hole like evil. a major plot point in several seasons of The Shield? Agents of Shield? Yeah, that's a yeah. different one. 
Well, that, and they even but said yes. it, there was a copy of it or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, it was a yeah. copy of the big, like, uh, the all right. the uh, the, re- the reliefs on the wall. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I don't know if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in the continuity of the movie. Yeah, it's they, not... they haven't, like, completely no. said one way or the other that it is, like. Certainly in the beginning, they I were think they trying to. Huh. Yeah, certainly in the beginning they were trying to, but I don't know if it still is or what is the status of that. But um, Maybe it's just a different dimension. Yeah, it's it just a different one. It's, 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 it was Inhumans, the the Fox having the right to X Men. So then they tried to set up the Inhumans that, that ruined like. Sure, sure. <laughs> they went on so many detours that they can't take back now. That's why they had to change Kamala Khan right. and Miss Marvel and everything. But that's what I'm saying is they can just say, "Oh, it's a different, yeah, it's a different dimension." Right. That's sure. it. It's a different yeah. reality. It's a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? You know, nothing has any consequences. It's cool. But I. What I liked about this movie was all purely aesthetic. Yeah. I just I, I just enjoyed it for what it was. Like this is a yeah. silly goofy yeah. whatever movie. And so the the things that I took away from it were it's okay for me to like what I like and okay for me to just kind of ignore whatever else about yeah. it that might not make it a cohesive whatever. Like yeah. who fucking cares at this point? I just don't. And so everything about this movie that I enjoyed was all purely just aesthetic. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. fine with. Did you uh, guys see, um, what is it, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? I have no, not watched we really it want to. We really yeah, want to. We've heard yeah. wonderful I, things about it. I actually Our, just got a copy of it. I haven't watched it yet. Though. Okay, cool. It's, we want to that, yeah. It'll be interesting because it's, it's, you know, superficially similar in that there's a lot of the multiverse stuff going on. Um, Which are fun ideas. It's it. It also has, it's good. It's entertaining. I won't say anything <laughs> else, but if you, well, if we'll you like this out. scene... If you like the scene where they're flying through all the different uh, yeah. universes, like this movie is that for the full runtime. Love it. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, excellent. We've been meaning to check it out. So one thing else I liked about this movie is, I mean, um, Scarlet Witch is like one of my favorite characters of all time. But it was it was actually kind of neat to see her go like become a bad guy because we've seen in the comics at least like so many times like the the bad guys become good guys like Magneto and Emma Frost. Sure. Right. They start off as bad guys and then they become good guys. It was kind of neat to see the flip you know good right, guy become a yeah. bad well, guy. Well, I wouldn't even necessarily talk about it in terms of good guy bad guy, but she does make a fantastic antagonist. Yeah, yeah. I will say yeah. that like I you know, I think that like there she has been in that role in the comics, you know, but with, yeah. she's whatever impaired by you know, she's had a right. lot of emotional trauma and there's her mind has, you know, kind of been under the weight of all these stresses and such like I mean House of M, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's um yeah, I like that they're kind of not doing the whole this is a bad guy, this is a good guy, very this is very clear. Yeah. There it's 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 always very muddy and it's always shifting and changing and everyone's kind of ebbing and flowing between quote unquote good and bad and it's it's very uh, the lines are blurred and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I enjoy that. I think that's interesting. I mean, if you if you track her her story in the little bits and pieces that she gets throughout the Avengers films, I, her her brother gets killed. Her her husband gets you know killed and then she accidentally blows some people up and yeah accidentally blows people up. And then she gets her husband and her kids and then they disappear you know like she she has right. had the most villain origin stuff baked into her story right sure. yeah. it was right. it was there throughout it's just spread out across six films or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the Doctor Strange story though because the Doctor Strange story is basically. 
him he's the best doctor strange of all the universe right basically yeah. because like he supports uh, america chavez i like that character i like the effect when she makes the star oh it's portal. great oh, yeah oh, awesome. it looks super well cool um i liked all that stuff so you know and they are doing stuff like that in the comics um it made me think of the magic comic that we read if yeah. you go back and see and yeah. listen to our mm-hmm. what if episode um, we talk about what if magic, and that's like kind of a Doctor Strange taking on an apprentice. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of what's happening in this movie, yeah. too. In the comics right now, he's got the Strange Academy, which I feel like maybe they could be building towards that or something. That's, that's something that's very popular right now in the comics with Doctor Strange. So, anyway, that would, um, be, cool. That would be so cool. All that stuff was cool. Um, so I did like what they did with Doctor Strange. I liked seeing the, all the different Doctor Stranges. I liked seeing Ponytail Doctor Strange and Evil Doctor Strange <laughs> and all stuff. that stuff. With the I pointy like eyebrows. India. He's a Deadite. Oh, the, the Deadite. Yeah. The Deadite Doctor Strange also. God, I was uh, I was laughing. Yeah. I could not stop laughing in the theater when they fucking yeah. pulled the zombie out. He started crawling out and then he's Doctor Strange. I was just like, I can't and, believe but, I mean, it's, He's I, not even just a zombie. He's got the, the you know, the Evil Ash big brow and everything yeah yeah um (laughs) when i was watching it uh we were watching last night on the on the disney plus we had the subtitles turned on and uh uh, the different doctor strange is like the first one is defender doctor strange oh okay uh, sinister doctor strange fun and stuff like that that's fun i I wonder if that doctor strange is part of the defenders like i wonder if they have that in that universe right instead of the avengers or something like that oh awesome yeah I love the Bruce Campbell cameo. Oh my god, he's so fun! Oh my god, it was great. So, right, right before the film came out, Bruce Campbell tweeted a photo of him in the makeup chair getting Doctor Strange hair and yes, goatee put on. That's some like expert level trolling. I yeah. love the yeah. misdirection. <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah I saw that do. tweet because he says something like things are about to get strange i love yeah. it that's fun well i saw one where he was like these people are gonna lose their fucking minds he tweeted one after the movie came out of him it looked like him in the mysterio costume right and i was like and i scrolled past it really quick because i was like what the, i don't know what was happening right <laughs> i'm just trying to avoid spoilers i'm just like what the fuck did i just see and i was <laughs> like for a second i thought he was going to show up as mysterio because it was long rumored that he was going to be mysterio right and mm-hmm. yeah. Or Sam Raimi Spider-Man for the storyboards. Yeah, the storyboards. Yeah. Listeners, I made a Uh, rectangle with my fingers (laughs) and he said the word storyboard. This is this is how often he has to do this for me. He has to think of words for me all the time. I do have to talk about John Krasinski really quick because I do feel like I was I I was surprised to see that. Um, that he was in there, that he was in Mr. Fantastic costume. I thought he looked really good in the costume. Oh, he looked great. But then when He didn't seem smart enough or mean enough to me to be Mr. Fantastic. Like, I don't know. Like, I felt like when he opened his mouth, I don't know what I expected him to say, but it wasn't (laughs) what he said. The internet was like, do this thing. And then they did it. And they were like, no, not like that. I just, I I (laughs) wanted him to, like, it's almost like he's, he's speaking on a level that's above everybody and he has to dumb it down. So that way they can. You're saying it should have been a little bit more sinister. I don't know. Like I just think Mr. Fantastic is more weight to it. Yeah, he is. I just feel like. Well, and that and like when okay when they were uh, like all standing in front of Wanda for the big fight with Wanda, like I feel like he would have just immediately pushed some sort of button on some remote control and she would have been ejected into a different fucking dimension, right? Or something. But he like reached for her physically. He reaches out like Um, I'm gonna get you. I know. What's he gonna do? Just like. 
that's going to wrap up around you. I don't think so. That, that, that works on the Hulk, not the Scarlet Witch. I right. feel like he would have had some sort of plan. He would have been in a different room in front of a big panel full of fucking buttons, and he would have been like, okay, let's right. do this, and like caught her in some sort of laser cube right. or something. Or something. I think I, I, I would have, because he even goes, well, Black Bolt here can whatever. I think the real Reed Richards would have just been, get her, Black Bolt. Boom, that's it. Or would like, have been no. a, just <laughs> automatically like, like just teleported her to some other fucking nether yeah, world or, or some something. shit. I just thought it was like or a spaceship. I don't or something. know. And, and again, it's like expectations. Sure. You go in there with these expectations of what Mister Fantastic. But here's is why that be. didn't happen because that's not part of the plot. That's well, not where they're also, going with the story. They're just also, they inserted these characters here because they're like people are going to want to see these characters. Let's put them in there. It'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> and if you engage with this type of shit on that level, you will have a yes, good exactly, time. You'll exactly. have a nice fun time watching your silly fun movie. Yes. Instead of like, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? I don't know because it's a, just a fucking comic book movie. Relax, right, just right. chill. The fuck yeah, out. I um, I wasn't expecting really much of anything from him. Uh, the fact that like you know he was in it was so awesome because you know there's been that fan casting right exactly. yeah and, turn him into string cheese who and then uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige's the one who said like hey everybody wants him to be it so let's get him to do it and, yeah uh, whatever yeah who cares well, th- we got a gajillion cool. billion fucking I mean, dollars just do anything uh, uh, so do you guys think that he's gonna be fan- no. Mr. Fantastic in the real movie no no, no. really yeah no apparently it, it really was just gonna be a one off thing because wow. yeah. He's I mean, too unless, busy doing CIA lying. propaganda shit or whatever he's That's doing. Nuts. Jack Ryan. <laughs> I don't know, whatever <laughs> okay. that is. Um, I thought it was, okay, I liked, but it was super silly that they introduced Black Bolt as Black, Black, Black Agar, Agar Bolt both again. again. <laughs> I, I love like, that type of shit, though. That's fantastic. Uh, just do uh, one. Just get as silly as you want to get, man. You're making comic book movies. Who fucking cares? Oh, I know, but I just, I thought that was, I mean, Oh my god! I, I mean, the ridic- name is so fucking silly, but it's just it's hilarious. I love it. The sillier it gets, the better it is. Yeah, I think. No. And there's yeah. this whole thing on the internet that I have to scroll past sometimes and just roll my eyes because people are just like, "Oh, the the Marvel, the Marvel people, the people who watch the Marvel movies," as though these are the only movies we've ever seen. Right. As though we don't actually like, you know, cinema like good cinema like good movies mm-hmm. like actual fucking. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I mean, we have a whole library here full yeah. of excellent, artful cinema and all this sort of thing. Like, we we read books. We like stuff that's not comic book related. I mean, we're not just fucking morons sitting around waiting for the next Marvel movie. But, like, these are fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it a, like fun. We eat a balanced diet, but every once in a while, you want to have, pizza, you know, pizza. pizza or a milkshake or something. It's yeah. okay to indulge in candy every once in a while i think a life without any fucking candy you know what i mean like yeah, I don't know. yeah. you reminded me of someone when i was in film school and like we we're all like sharing our favorite movies right and so like one guy's like the godfather um <laughs> usual suspects okay taxi driver you know what you know whatever like movies of that yeah yeah stops type and i'm like yeah. i'm like Wizard of Oz, Gremlins, Star Wars. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I had no pretensions, you know? I was like, this is the stuff that I loved when I was a kid. And at the root of everything I enjoy now is is th- those elements, you know? Yeah. Like, but I have yeah. such a wide range of stuff that I enjoy. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of very thought-provoking, yeah. artful, dense kind of, you know, um, things that are considered to be high art or or real cinema or whatever. Like, yes, we enjoy all of those things. Yeah. We definitely appreciate those things fully. That doesn't mean that every once in a while we don't, you know, reach yeah. for a piece of chocolate or whatever yeah, just yeah. to kind of relax and 
watch a silly dumb fucking movie like it's fine and i but i the way that i see people talk about it's 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 almost as though they you know they like oh people who watch marvel movies and whatever they it's kind of like wait who do who do you think that is right, that's, right. what yeah. are you talking about come on that's very anyway. it's it's i don't know but yeah. it's very so i yeah for me i engage with this on the level of just like whatever yeah who fucking cares it's whatever man there's always going to be haters yeah. for anything that's popular haters back off yes we watch good movies too it's yeah. fine for us to enjoy our silly comic book movies leave me alone mind your own business go find a fucking hobby go find I, something else to fill out your day watch a superhero yeah, movie Fun. I don't yeah. understand that, like, because people get this way about music and stuff too, where you you become sure. you you close off what you're allowed allowed to enjoy, uh-huh. and it's like yeah. all yeah. you're doing is a limiting what you're allowed to enjoy and b limiting the amount of people that you can connect with, right? If you uh-huh. if you enjoy different yeah. genres of movies or different styles of music, you can meet more random strangers on the street and maybe have something in common with them. That if sure. you only listen to this, or you only watch this, right, or you only yeah. read this, you're you're just you're not only closing yourself off to things that you can enjoy. You're closing yourself off to being able to connect with people. Is the way I look. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I liked how Doctor Strange got that third eye at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Clea, what did you guys think of Charlize Theron showing up for two I seconds? Theron. Oh, I love Charlize Theron. I'll cool. see her in any context and be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think like that was one of the things is. You know, they wrapped up the thing with Christine so they could actually because that's who he is with in the comics is Clea, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, eventually like, get, they eventually get married. And then I think when he died, she became Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was exciting. I was like, hell yeah, they're going to the dark dimension. You know what I mean? That's where she she's from the dark dimension and she opens a portal to it. Yeah. Cool. So. There's going to be some awesome stuff there. You know what I mean? Um, so, I like how this yeah. movie was just built for people who like to go, I know what that is. Ah, <laughs> you know, it's fun. That's everybody. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah like, Aesthetically, I, it was fun. Yeah. I watched it with my wife when it just dropped on uh, Disney Plus, And it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to like mansplain these comic book nerd things, but she, she can't recognize like actors faces either. So right. like the fact that it was a really well known popular actor didn't even register with her. She's just like, I love that with white hair. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love that. <laughs> all of it looked great. There was a, there was a scene where they go to the uh, was it called Wandagore, where like all the mm-hmm. walls had all this inscriptions and shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, this looks really cool. Oh, I'm enjoying this. You know, I love when there's like the feast this, for the eyes. Um, you you described it as like a modern '90s movies. At, at one it is point a modern '90s movie because there's this one part yes, where. It is. Wanda's like doing all the magic and she's floating and there's music and uh-huh. the sigils are popping up yes. and there's like yeah. fades to the different faces. It, yes, that's, that's a, exactly that's... what she, all the music is happening. I'm like, if this was a 90s movie, this music would have lyrics right now. Right. It would be like, <laughs> yeah, that's such a great. cool scene. I yeah. love it. I love all that stuff. It's yeah. very cool. Who doesn't cool. love a goofy 90s movie? It works really well. So today times. Since it's, <laughs> since it's come on Disney Plus, I probably watched it like four or five times sure. at this point. And I you can have it on the background and every once in a while look up and go, oh, that looks <laughs> Very cool. I like what I'm looking at I'm right now. Enjoying it, yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. enjoying it. Re- I've been enjoying rewatching it. Yeah, I can't. Um, I actually can't wait to watch it a second time. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. If you like things that look cool, this is a movie for you to watch. 
That scene though, where she's like, "This is an indestructible barrier that you're behind. You, it's unbreakable even by magic." And then, like, just a couple scenes later, she tries to break it with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> mm. She even manages to like crack it a little bit. No, she doesn't crack it. it. She does. No, if America you look, crack. if you look, there is a crack in there. Oh, okay. But what I took that scene at, you did point that out to me. That now I remember. Very silly. What I took that scene as is she's over talking it initially. Mm. She's playing it up and she knows it's not really. But he still can't. He's got the gauntlets on, I guess, that make it so he can't do magic, though, perhaps. Yeah. But if he had just given it a swift kick, it would have shattered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good stuff. Love it. These are not even criticisms. I just love it. I love this type of shit. All right. We're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're talking about Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment. This is a Marvel graphic novel that was published in July 1989. This comic is 33 years old to the date. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Even older than the one we read last time. Um, Written by Roger Stern and art by Michael Mignola. Michael Mignola. Who is this Michael Mignola character? Well, I hope we see some more stuff from him. I know. really good. I'd like Uh, to see how his syllables is. This kid has promise, but there's too many syllables in his name. Is that what you said, (laughs) Russ? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Um, so Roger Stern, I mean, Roger Stern has done a ton of work for Marvel. You know, I'm most familiar with like his amazing Spider-Man stuff with the Hobgoblin and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, he did a bunch of spectacular Spider-Man. Um, I mean, he's written, he, he's just like a legend. Yeah. In terms of, what, what about you, Aubrey? Any Roger Stern that... The Spider-Man. Didn't he do Avengers? Yeah, I think yeah. he did. Um, what about you, Ross? Are you familiar with any Roger Stern previously? No, like honestly, any Marvel stuff before the late nineties, other than the Jack Kirby Stanley stuff, I haven't really dug into yet. I like Dr. Doom's big old weightlifting belt that he's got on here. (laughs) Yeah. We're looking at the, um, so I guess in the digital version. Oh, we've got the hardcover here. There's two different covers. The hardcover version is on page three of the digital version. Okay. Um, so the, the, the digital version is probably the same that I have. Yeah, uh, yeah. The colors are by Mark Badger. So Mark Badger, he's um he's a great colorist on this. I thought he does an yeah. awesome job. But I didn't see a whole lot. He did a bunch of these Marvel graphic novels. He colored like almost all of them. Oh, but wow. I didn't, but I, I didn't see a lot of stuff of his. Like, I like his very watercolor yeah. style. Here. What were we going to say, Ross? Oh, he did inks and colors, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Oh, inks and colors. You're right. Yeah. And then letters by Jim Novak. Jim Novak has lettered almost every single like main Marvel comic. He's done Captain America, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, The Avengers, Incredible Hulk, Marvel Fanfare, She-Hulk, and Star Trek. This is all between 79 to 92. He did oh, wow. all the letters for all these comics. So, yeah. Are we going to talk about how the editor is Ralph Macchio? Ralph Macchio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was pretty prevalent. Um but it's not the, not the actor Ralph Macchio, right? Oh, okay. As far as we know. All right. As far as we know. I mean, so you say it's a multiverse doppelganger. Yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. I've never seen the two of them together. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I've I've had a copy of this for years. I actually got the hardcover a couple years back because it's by Mike Mignola. So you know, I wanted to have it as a as you know part of my library. But I never actually read it. I never actually have read it until now. So. I was actually excited to get into this. It um, really looks like he painted this with watercolor. It really yeah. looks like he did. Do you know what I mean? For, yeah, for, the, for when this was made, I'm surprised by how surprised. much te- texture is in 
the colors, which I really appreciate. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually painted this with watercolor. It's really amazing. I mean, it yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you could do that in the '80s with just standard like computer color separations. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about. That. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't know if that's what but, happened here. I yeah. wonder if he painted the pages. Yeah. And handed them. I mean, because '89. I mean, how else would you have done it? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, these covers are really great. Um, both of them are really good. I I don't know uh, who colored this other cover. Thomas Mason did the colors for the the newer cover. I see. Yeah, it really looks like paint. I would put money on this being actual watercolor. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get into it. We open in the foothills of the Himalayas and we meet the aged Genghis. He's the world's oldest sorcerer. And he's got this assistant there who's just trying to get the old guy eat to eat some something. Food. <laughs> eat something. This eat. is like you when I'm when I'm when I'm in there drawing for however many hours yeah. at a time, and I'm like hunched over like a gargoyle, just drawing and drawing. And you come in, and you're like, eat some food. Yeah. It's time for you to eat food now. But the aged Genghis is too busy transcending his mind and being consumed with the mystic forces. His assistant says. Please, aged one, I have sworn to serve you. If you do not eat, you will die, and I will have failed. Take some food. Do not doom us both. And when he says doom, the aged Genghis starts like, thinking Oh, you want to talk about doom? Yeah, he's oh. like, <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. We're counting this visit with doom years ago, so we get this flashback scene. You got to be careful what you say to this guy. Any word could trigger a whole entire monologue. He's like my grandpa. I was going to say, he's like Abe Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> now, my story begins in 1932. We had to say dickity, because the kind You're talking about, you think about if you don't eat food, you'll perish. Ah, oh, you want to talk about someone perishing. Yeah. I got a story for you. <laughs> so we get this flashback. I guess this is Doom before he gets his armor, right? And right. we see he has a scar across his face. And he's insulted with Genghis when he refers to this as a minor injury. Uh, this is going to come up later in the uh, comic when he puts the mask on and all that. But I was reading that Jack Kirby one time drew Doom without his mask on, and he only had a light minor scar on right. his face. Oh, wow. But then when John Byrne took over the Fantastic Four title in the 80s, he just went full on. His face fucked right, up. Right, And right. so the way that they kind of worked around that was they said that he didn't wait to put his mask on before it cooled and when he put the mask on it burned and scarred right, his face. Just wait. Right. Just yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Dunk it in a bucket of water or something. Right. What are you doing? But yeah, I actually like the idea of of that um a little bit more of him just having kind of a faint yeah thin small scar but his, you know, maybe his eye so it, vain. Or not it it doesn't even have to be vanity. It it it, it could be um like sort of a dysmorphia of like he notices it so much and sees it so much he's consumed by it and right. he can't see what other people see which is like just a mostly a typical face with just a small scar there. Right, right. And so that kind of consumes him and sort of his impression of himself and his his own in his mind's eye of how he thinks he looks versus how he actually looks is just I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And and he got that scar doing some sort of science experiment. It says trying to compete with Reed Richards, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like the scar, the scar reminds him that he's never going to be the better scientists then ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go awesome yeah so victor von doom he calls the guy an old fool and he throws the monk down he kind of beats him up a little bit right yeah gross it was a gross thing to do 
Well, he is Doom. <laughs> and he says, now will you help me or... And the aged Genghis tells Doom of this order of holy men in high Tibet and hidden passages never trod by Western man. And Doom leaves him to go on his quest. And then the next morning, Doctor Strange is on his way back to America and he just happened to be coming by to pay his respects. Hey, and he finds Genghis all beat up and everything. And uh, he's like, oh, it's fortunate that I stopped here to pay my respects and found you like this. Well, and they give us a little bit like, ah, oh, before he was the master of the mystic arcs, he was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so he can he can fix this guy <laughs> with medicine instead of magic, which like just use magic, I think, yeah. probably. I, I like how he's uh, he's not wearing the cloak of levitation right now. Oh, it's like a oh, different right. yeah. Or yeah, it's, lighting. It's like the, well, I, I, was, I was looking at that too, Aubrey, because I think in his original appearances, like the first Ditko stuff was more blue. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, was. Okay. In my head, it, it, it was different. Interesting. Nice. Right. Yeah, no, I think he, yeah, I think you're right, Ross. I think he was wearing a blue coat and he didn't have the eye of Agamotto yet. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I mean, you can even see that he's not wearing it right here. So that, I thought that was a nice touch. When Doctor Strange says that he was fortunate that he stopped on his way, Genghis says, fortunate? Yes, fortunate is but another name for destiny. Had you arrived a few hours earlier, Stephen Strange, you would have met a most dangerous man and changed both of your destinies. A meeting shall yet come to pass, but not for years. So shall be it. So he kind of like call like predicts, you know, foreshadowing or whatever that what's going to happen. Yeah. So Doctor Strange stays there for three days, tending to Genghis. We also see that after um, traveling for months, Doom finds the Holy Order, and he eventually becomes their master. And we get the origin of the armor and doom and all that. And yeah, it's basically like he couldn't wait. So just put it on already, that's which like I when, think is like hilarious. Like, you, like why? It's like when you make a pop tart. I was going to say. so excited <laughs> to eat it that you just the molten filling just burns the roof of your mouth and your tongue and you're just miserable. For every, every microwavable food's like set aside for three it's minutes. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. Nobody does that. <laughs> Uh, Why? Just let it cool off for a couple. I, I know this ramen is going to burn my mouth, and I won't be able to enjoy it. But I can't wait thirty seconds. I can't wait. Jeez. I love this uh, image of Doom at the on the last panel on this page. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just gonna say I love the, the Doctor Doom costume. It is just so striking and just I don't know. Big robot to, man with yeah. a cape. Yeah. yeah. Well, the green too. I like the green and the silver. Yeah, I think that that's a really good, uh, yeah. a really good color contrast. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Mignola, right? Because this is like, we've read so much Mignola stuff on the Hellboy podcast, and we've even done some stuff here on this podcast with um, some of his more recent work. But um, this is like really early stuff. And again, it's being inked over by, by Mark Badger. But it's just really interesting to see how his it style has evolved. It's fascinating. Yeah. There's, some yeah. stuff later, there's some stuff later in the book that gets really exciting that you can kind of see shades of. Uh, where, where yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can see some very early versions of what will happen later, which yeah. is um, it's, I, it's interesting. I wonder how much of the scratchiness is Mark Badger's interpretation. Because when, when Mignola was doing all those quarantine sketches, there was a lot of artists who were inking them. Like mm -hmm. doing these like for fun, yeah. and it was interesting to see how some of them would try to imitate Mignola's inking style, where it's just mm -hmm. like spot blacks, but right. others would try to like actually do the cross hatching where in there, the pencils yeah. were more scratchy. Different takes. That's yeah. cool. Right. I do oh, like wow. that. That is That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. No. When I was uh, reading this, so I was like, I wonder what the actual raw pencils look like. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it would be kind of cool to be able to see those pages. And I, I wonder. I wonder if this original art's floating around. Like, if there's fully painted pages out there that 
pencils. I don't know. Water oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan, do you have them? Yeah. <laughs> Help us, Ryan. Going, Help us, Ryan Yule. Your only hope. Yeah, but um, I really love all this. I love how Mignola's style works with these characters. In this bottom panel that you're talking about, Aubrey, with Doctor Doom, I do see Mignola in there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can see that uh, kind of minimalist style. Doom's mask is perfect for that too. Two rectangles and a triangle. There you go. Right. right? Back with Genghis, we and his assistant learn that this is also uh, the anniversary of this hundred-year event. It is the time of the Vashanti. Cool. The aged Genghis floats down, and he surprises his assistant that he can walk. He says sufficient will can overcome any pain, in that at least Doom was correct. Because Doom talks about when he puts on his mask that he's, like, getting yeah. power from the pain and all this. There's, like, this weird thing about that. All right. Like him and Darth Vader. <laughs> right. There you go. Um, his assistant goes, honored one. You must know what power Dr. Doom now wields, the evil he has done. I know, Genghis says, I suspected what he would become when I sent him on his destiny. If you hadn't, the assistant says, ah, but I did. That was part of my destiny. I like that, that he's like, this is part, like, yeah. I had to do this. I this All this needs to be set in motion for what's going to happen. But Genghis has no more time for talking. He's got a Dragon Ball Z out of there. He's got his own duties <laughs> to the givers of light. And I love this effect as he flies yeah. off. That is so cool. Oh, yeah. It does give me like almost like a Dave Stewart vibe, like that weird <laughs> textured color. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, really nice work. I really love these top panels where he flies off. Yeah, it's super cool. It's it's subtle in this panel, but the mountain has a face on it. And then later on when he gets it yeah. all prepared for the other wizards to come, sorcerers, that it's more it's more clearly defined as like a temple with with the big faces on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we cut to Southeast Asia, and like Ross said, Genghis finds this. It looks like a mountain, but it's actually a temple that's overgrown. Genghis clears an entrance with his magic, and then at the next day, he stands at the top, and he delivers this message to all the sorcerers. Hear me, all ye true masters of the mystic arts. Hear the words of the aged Genghis. Hear me, and take heed. I summon you to a gathering of sorcerers, there to settle a question of power. Come to the temple of the three tomorrow and meet your destiny. And we see all the different sorcerers like they're um, seeing this. So I like this. We see the Yucatan. We see um, Anshu Temple in Japan, Great Britain, Atlantis. Right. And then uh, in Latveria, we see Doom is also getting the signal. I thought that these four panels in the middle of the page were all very Mignola. Yeah. And very indicative of what his style would kind of become and evolve into just all of the um you know all the like architectural stuff that Mm -hmm. he likes to do and all of all the silhouettes and all of the like graveyards graveyards. (laughs) i was just about to say all the gravestones with the weird symbols and all the statues and all the The fish mignola fish well all the architectural stuff and just everything like these these four panels here are very yeah you know what we've uh, come to recognize as very mignola-esque and i just i kind of lingered over over these panels a little bit before I moved on yeah. because I was just very like, ah, yes, I see. Okay. <laughs> M- Mignola does good fish. They're always very specific. Yeah, it's not like yeah. he just draws a stock generic fish. They're very cool. I like, I like all that. the, I like all the detail and then all of the, um, like he, you know, he, you can tell that he enjoys a, a bit of structural detail, but then he also enjoys the silhouette. And so he, he juxtaposes those very well. I, I like that. So yeah, these four panels here are very, very Mignola-esque. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. 
the island of Honshu really does kind of re- reminisce of some of the Mignola stuff, like um, the city of Hypophoria. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, it does look like that. I actually did look up Honshu Island. There is some imagery that's like that. The statues are kind of reminiscent of this design. Even throughout the whole comic, there's lots of the little statues and things that made me think of even the very first uh, very first issue of Hellboy, the, the statues in Broom's office. Right, like, yeah. And, and yeah. just the stuff that's in the background uh, that as, as you know, his art style evolved, you got kind of less and less of that background details, but um, here it's kind of in full force. And you get that one panel of Atlantis, which Mignola worked on, the Atlantis for Disney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, where it says, like, Yucatan, you can see, like, the little faces in there. Mm-hmm. That's, like, um, kind of, like, reminiscent of, you know, Mignola drawing all those different things. When we cut to Doctor Strange, there's, like, a little statue in the background and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It, I, I swear yeah. there's a very similar-looking statue in Broom's office in, like, the first few pages of Hellboy. Yeah. I think we also find out that Doctor Strange sleeps naked. I know, right? <laughs> Doctor Strange's junk uh, is in there. He quickly puts on a robe, but even this thing where he's putting on the robe, like, what is this little thing it's, holding it, up a bowl? Well, it looks like it's holding his phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. That's where his phone is. That's really cool. <laughs> Landlines. So uh, as Doctor Strange makes his way over to Genghis, I like this, that um, he's not sure what's going on, so he doesn't, like, zap himself over or magic himself over there. He, like, takes all this, like, traditional form of travel so he's like all in his like jungle outfit and stuff Which, like that. Yeah, I thought it was funny how like this is one of those things that kind of takes me out of comics a little where he's got this thought bubble that's a continuous thought, but it starts when he gets the taxi cab and it, he's on the plane and then he's on a bus and another yeah, country yeah. And, he's on a boat. <laughs> and he's like, is he just like like OCD, like going over this in his head over and over again. Right, like, yeah. N- That's now not what OCD is. N- nowadays, uh, well, you, we, we fix on, fix it on an idea. Right. And, and you go over and over. But yeah. n- nowadays, those would be caption boxes, right? Because then the thought, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter where the thought is taking place sure. as right, much as when yeah. you have the word balloons. I think, that that's, in- or, I think that's why, like, the thought balloons are kind of out of style. Right? Sure. I don't know how to put it. You know, they're not... People don't use them that much anymore. Right. It yeah. happens in movies too. There, where where you'll see two characters like they're driving in a car, and then they'll start a conversation, and then like the scene switches to them like walking down the street, and it's just the next sentence in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, and then like they switch to like they're sitting with two cups of coffee at a table, and it's just the next sentence in that conversation. Right, and you're yeah. like, like this? Did they just pause for past, seven yeah. minutes in between these two sentences, or what happened? Well, sometimes you just got to take a while to an- before you answer. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's kind of it, yeah. What you're it reminds me right, of that. Yeah. yeah, some Indiana Jones stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was pretty neat. Um, this idea that he's gonna like just take a bus or whatever. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of just so, teleport uh, there. So uh, we get to the Temple of the Three. We get to see a good reveal of that, and he's got to make a costume change, right? He's like, I can't show up to this thing in these like Indiana Jones outfit or whatever, right? Got to get my cloak of levitation on. Or the mystic vestments. Ooh. So uh, inside the temple, all the wizards are mingling inside. (laughs) Tareva, the sorcerer from Atlantis, has blue skin and a cloud of mist conjured around their head to let them breathe, right? Because I guess like it's got the water molecules or something like that. I thought that was a nice detail. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. 
And I thought it was funny how all the wizards geek out when Doctor Strange comes in. They're like, oh, shit, Doctor Strange. <laughs> so, okay, I, I looked up, um, what is it called? The There's a website called the Appendix to the Marvel Handbook or something like that. That's uh-huh. like got very, okay. very obscure things. And so they <laughs> actually have all of these people listed. Oh, great. Awesome. And this is, this is their first and only appearance. I love it. Oh, that's great. Nice. So there's who are, the, uh, who are the members of the wizard convention here? Okay. What do we got? So we've got Khalid in Inchala, Jewel Saint Thomas, Screamer, Sinyu, Tareva, Wai Chi Yi, and four at least four others who were unnamed. And so Khalid and Jules had one other appearance where they show up for a couple pages on a team of magicians that Scarlet Witch put together to fight Ego. Wow. Um, and wow. then and then all the rest of these, like this is the only time they've ever shown up. I guess Screamer is the one who's wearing a leather jacket and a thong. And she, I guess, uh, Roger Stern had ideas to do more with that character, but then never got around to it. Ah, I see. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I did find, uh, I was looking at some of the, um, Manuel Diego, that's one of them too, right? That's oh, the yeah. Mexican one. <laughs> also, uh, inshallah is like a phrase that means, in um, in Arabic, it means like, God willing. Oh, okay. So okay, like, yeah. oh, like, I'll I'll do that tomorrow, God willing, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, a colloquialism, Interesting, I yeah. So um, we see all the different wizards, I like all that, and Genghis comes out, he starts addressing all of them. He says he, he's glad so many of them came to the party, right? And uh, before he can tell them why they're here, we get a fashionably late arrival. I like how Doom immediately goes to the front. He, like, makes his yeah. way to the front. I'm going to the front of this thing. Um, but he goes and he bows before Genghis. And he says, Dr. Doom of Latveria bids you well, aged Genghis. Do you? Genghis responds. You were not so gracious when you first greeted this old fool, young one. It would seem that time has improved your manners. And Doom says, I have learned much over the years, Genghis. The Victor Von Doom you met was a homeless wanderer. Today I am monarch and protector of a nation. The responsibility of my office has taught me respect for certain protocols, if not for the men who require them. And so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, that he's like, yeah, I know I was a dickhead. I'm going to bow before you now and be respectful or whatever. Yeah. He's mellowed out over the years. Yeah. I just love the way that uh, Mignola draws his face right here. It's uh, you know, uh, Doom's face right here. It's so yeah, weird. it's really good. Yeah, um, The mask is awesome. Genghis tells the sorcerers that he made a pact with the forces beyond the spheres that every hundred years he would have a contest to see who's going to be the Sorcerer Supreme. But that's not all. The friggin' Vashanti appear oh, themselves um, above and through Genghis. So we get to meet them here. That's Oshter, Hoggoth, and Agamotto. So I don't know I've ever seen them. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what, what they look like. Agamotto. I had to look them up. <laughs> I, I did not read like the full Marva database entry, but so Oster is the woman, and she is like an elder god um, who who met this cat god who's like an alien and their buddies. And then she came back to Earth and had a son and so agamotto so the cat god is hogoth and agamotto is her son okay ah, okay and, and so for i don't agamotto was originally the first sorcerer supreme i guess oh so agamotto is not the big tiger agamotto the, is the the red red green eyed 
Okay. okay. He's the guy yeah. in the middle there. All yeah. right. Okay. So the hoary hosts of Hogoth, that's that's the, the kitty cat. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that, Ross. Save me some of the research there. When they appear, they tell the sorcerers that in addition to being Sorcerer Supreme, the winner will also get a boon granted. Yeah, it's a big prize. Um, a favor from the gods. But any changes must be of our own doing. And by your own free will, no moral shall be forced to take part. This is not the way of the Vishanti. The wizards are all dead. I'm not missing this. But this one dude is like, Dr. Doom's not a cool wizard. He uses technology and robot parts. That's not cool. And Dr. Doom is like, well, watch this. I'll remove my robot hands, my gauntlets. And then they power my suit and all my stuff. So there you go. What's up now, bitch? And then he's, he's like, like, he's the kid in class. He's like, teacher, Tommy's using his calculator. Yeah. Well, he literally threw his gauntlets down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. And then the dude's like, Okay, that's cool. <laughs> He's like, He's yeah, like, I guess. All right. But like to think that that is once he removes his gauntlets, like he's not using any technology anymore. Whatever, it's, it's fine. Right? You know it's symbolic. I mean? He's he's like, I'll just yeah. use magic then. I guess whatever. So Genghis addresses the Vishanti. Join with me, O oh great Vishanti. Join now with your servant, true. I and let us come together. Assume one form anew. And they turn into like this giant crystal mass thing. I thought that was really weird. But that's yeah. like what this test is. is just like this giant crystal thing. It looks uh, familiar. Yeah, I was going to say that. Where yeah. have we seen giant Where have we seen that before? before? Yeah. A big crystal cluster. This is, the, this is the Vril crystal before it was the Vril crystal. Or there the Ogdru Jahat. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We both thought of different Mignola crystals. Sure. The three who are one instead of the seven who are one. Yeah, okay. that's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Good and job It is there. a magical, mystical type of crystal as well, which is cool. Um, yeah, but all the wizards are like, what the fuck? Like, what, what are we supposed to do here? So, Let's shoot it with lasers. Yeah, so this one guy shoots it, and it d- reflects the blast, right? Uh, more powerful. And once the blast hits him, it, like, entrances him. It kind of freezes him. He, turned this, he turns this yeah. green color. I like the laser effects, I think that that looks very. Oh cool. yeah, it belies a lot of you know motion and interesting things happening. Right, yeah, like how it has this like it's a ball with this kind of like orb around it. Yeah, you kind of like see like, some, yeah. like a little shockwave circle or whatever it is. Yeah. So all of them saw that not go well, but so they go, well, let's just throw more lasers at it. Oh, the trick man. was that he didn't do enough lasers at once. The <laughs> the key is more lasers. I like stuff like this. I like this Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Lesson that we learn right. from this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't got there yet, but I, I really dig stuff like that. So this just creates chaos. Yeah. And now there's lasers going of, everywhere. And it's beautiful, yeah, but it's not getting it's anything not done. <laughs> I, I love this shot where Doctor Strange has to shield yeah, himself. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, the color on that is amazing. Really good. And Doctor Doom is like doing a really good job. He's like dodging and moving oh, and he, all those lasers. And we learn he's using like infrared vision. Yeah. Like the infrared vision like helps him kind of see where the laser is going to go before it does he's or whatever. Using yeah. His computers that the yeah. wizard told him not to. Yeah. He's doing it though. It's just a different type of wizardry. And then, uh, so then some of the wizards start turning on each other, right? Where um, it looks like they're attacking each other because the ones that are entranced are kind of like now attacking the ones that are yeah. not entranced. So now it's they like, have each yeah. other. That um, the elementary school like gym class game where when you get tagged, you have to tag everyone else now. Oh, right. No. Yeah. 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 
This yeah. is making me think the but the whole thing about the wizard, I can't get off this. The wizard where he was like, Oh, you can't use technology and then he was like, Fine, I won't, but he's doing it anyway. <laughs> I saw something I can't remember, I saw something online at some point, some sort of meme someone shared or whatever, that said something like Computers are where someone used lightning to force sand to think or something like uh, that. And when you I mean, when you put it in such obviously words. that's a ridiculous you know, those are that's a ridiculous set of terms, but it's a basically that's kind of yes, yeah. it's, it's way yeah. oversimplifying it. But it is it is sort of sad. It seems right, like yeah. magic <laughs> if you put it that way. Sure. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Technology is is a magic, right? Magic just, is just it's science just magic we don't understand there yet. You go. Or whatever. That's what I'm like, our our brains are just electrified blobs of like fat, right? So right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like meat <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Reduce things to their basest elements. Yeah. It's like, sure. Wait, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> I like how this one uh, uh, sorcerer is like trying to strengthen their shield by calling on the Vashanti, and uh, Strange's like, it's pointless to call on the Vashanti for help. It's their power. We're fighting. Right. <laughs> so, then, so then he uses the sign of the Seraphim. Which uh, seraphim are one of the levels of angelic things in angelology. With I can't remember if they're the ones that are like the wheels with a bunch of eyes. Yes. Or the, yeah. or the, the seraphim the are the wheels, and the cherubim are the wings. Yeah. I don't. And then um, the flame well, one of them's like a snake. Who's a snake? Uh, and then yeah, so so the faltine, that's Dormammu. I didn't know this. Ooh, I looked that one up. Cool. So, so Dormammu's race of fiery demon people from the dark dimension are the fall team. Oh, nice. awesome. So he's calling on some He's uh, like, you got to call on some other yeah. people, some yeah. other stuff. All right. Cool. The art on these pages is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's really outstanding. This, yeah, I love all this goofy wizard fight art. It's great. Doctor Strange thinks he's the only one left, um, but then we see Doom is still fighting as well. I'm sorry, I must stop these before I can help you, Doctor Strange tells Doom. Take your time, Doctor Doom responds. I have seen enough. Doom needs the help of no man. And he's doing some sorcerer stuff, some sorcery here. Yeah, Doctor Doom, yeah. he can do magic, right? I think this is really cool that we get to see, um, you know, him use this this side of his powers. And Doctor, I love this part because there's this weird moment where Doctor Strange is like, in the thought bubble, you know, Roger Stern, right. um, he, he, it's very verbose. There's a lot of reading in this, but R Dr. Strange is basically going like, wow, I'm surprised how awesome doom is doing in doom's head. He's like, I'm fucking dying. This is almost too much for me. You know what I mean? I love that moment. I think yeah. that's really funny, you know, that's and that's really kind of interesting mm -hmm. perspective on the coast amongst us. And then even when they finally get all of them, they defeat all those entranced. Doctor Doom even gives Strange a compliment. He's like, Doctor Strange is like, I'm impressed. And he goes, as am I. For every foe I stopped, you defeated two. Ah, so they're game-recognized game. Yeah, and then he immediately attacks Respect. him yeah. after that. <laughs> He's like, Mark Badger oh, okay. is having a blast with these pages. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The colors are just outstanding. Yeah. And uh, Doom tries to use the Crimson Bands. Ah, the yeah. Crimson Bands of Satyrak. Satyrak or whatever, yeah. yeah. Which is what powers the juggernaut yep i think oh right yeah yep. the, the, yeah, the he, he grabs the, jewel he grabs yeah. that oh jewel. that's right oh yeah. i forgot <laughs> i totally forgot about that you're crushing the trivia that's great on this, yeah Ross. no Thank i you. totally forgot i do that that's great um, i like how dr strange is like but if that spell is not done well you can, it can be easily messed ah. up and 
put back against you. So gotcha. he, he's basically telling Doom, you didn't do the spell right. It's like, you know? I know all about this shit. Okay, this was like, this was like first year shit. Doctor Strange knows he can't dodge the blasts reflected from the crystal, so he uses his astral self to avoid them. And when he can't figure out how to break Genghis out of the crystal, he uses the all-seeing eye, the eye like, of Agamotto. He lets us know. He goes, now I know that this is the eye of Agamotto, but... <laughs> Before you no prize this one. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, he's he's like, okay, I I know, but hear me out, reader who's reading this. Yeah. The eye is linked to Agamotto, so I'm not gonna bring its power directly onto the crystal. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna channel its light to reveal the crystal's inner structure. Right. Yeah. Which is that's interesting. And so he finds this little crack where he's able to actually break him out. Well, right? no, I so, like I like what he says. This is the, what I was talking about when I was talking about, I love this Saturday morning cartoon bullshit. I love this aspect of it where he goes, I can't, I can't fucking believe this. Yeah. Like, I can't believe what the eye has shown me. Could the answer be as simple as this? Uh, and he just goes, all right, come on out of there. Right. And then they're like, okay, we're going to release everyone. Right. And that's the tool is like, just ask nicely and calmly. Yeah. And that, that was behave yourself. Yeah. I love that where it, the lesson is just like just ask nicely. Yeah. Did anyone try that? Right. No, no. everyone just blasted <laughs> lasers at it for an hour and it, fucking. It's almost like in a, a Fellowship of the Rings where it's like you know speak for an and enter. enter yeah. yeah. And he's sitting there <laughs> yeah. doing all this kind of stuff for hours and hours trying to think of all these spells and uses fucking or, or days. They don't. They don't even know. Or how days. Long whatever. In exactly. Yeah. They were there right, for a long yeah. time, and so he's yeah. You know, he's trying to do all this stuff, and he just he's just. Sells it to open and it opens. And, and yeah, that was just so great. Yeah, it's like that. I love shit yeah. like that where it's just like, oh, come on. And Doctor Strange wins the contest. That's it. I like this idea that some of the wizards think it just happened and we've barely started, and some of them think that this has been going it's on been forever. Going on, yeah, for you know a long I mean? time. You well, know and what so I mean? the Vishanti yeah. are like, Do you see now? Do you all see? Yeah. If you're if you chill the fuck out, that's as much a part of greatness as like being super strong and powerful, like just sometimes you need to chill. That's the lesson. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And Doctor Strange, he tries to be all humble when they try to give him like, the title no, of no. Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, all right. Um, but they say, accept your role in life and know that the Vishanti smile upon you. Just accept that you're a badass. Just, <clears throat> just accept it. They tell him like, oh, you're the Sorcerer Supreme. He's like, oh, well, you know, the only thing I aspire to be is the master of mystic arts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thank yeah. you. But you he know. tries to be humble about it. But, but they they're insist. like, no, nope, you have to do it. You are that now. And Genghis tells Doctor Strange that there's one more thing. A boon must be granted. Doctor Strange is like, oh, I don't need anything else. And they're like, no, you have to grant something. Yeah, you have you, to grant the you boon. Give, yeah. You give the prize. You do it. To any other mystic who avoided the blast from the crystal. And the only one, other one who qualifies for that is Dr. Doom. It's like, fuck no, that guy sucks. What? You can't be serious. Dr. Doom is a ruthless dictator. And they're like, it matters not. As Sorcerer Supreme, you are duty bound to fulfill his wishes to the best of your ability. This is the way of the Vishanti. And Dr. Strange is like, I don't care. I will not advance Doom in his plans of conquest. But Doom doesn't want any help with Doctor Strange uh, for his matters of state. I see a Mignola hoof here. Doctor Strange has a Mignola leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the little Hellboy hoof. I love kind it. Of, yeah. I love it. Doctor Doom actually wants Strange to free his mother's soul. He hits us with this backstory. Shortly before mm -hmm. her death, my mother's soul was forfeited to an unholy demon. After he tells Doctor Strange that, he's like, well, if that's your wish, 
I will help you do it, right? The Age of Genghis is like, peace out, mofos. I'm bringing that sucker <laughs> down. He just destroys the Temple of the Three, and everybody's got to run out of there. You know what I mean? Uh, Bucket we ball. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. So Dr. Doom, he takes Strange in his aircraft, and Strange is pretty impressed with all of this. And he's like, more so that Doctor Doom pilots it himself. I, I like the uh, the like Kirby tech going on in that. Oh uh, yeah, panel of the inside of the spaceship. Oh yeah, wires yeah. and panels. Really and nice. And this is incredible work when they get to Latveria. Um, just really nice. And Mignola doesn't like to do all this detailed stuff, but it looks incredible. I think it's it so really awesome. Does. But he probably hated drawing that car. Like so I was gonna say, that, yeah, he had to draw a car. Worst page. And the people treat Doom like he's a celebrity here. He's like waving in the car like it's a parade, and they're all Man. cheering for him and yeah, everything. He had to draw a car and a little girl on the same page. That oh. that must have been brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and some old timey yeah. buildings. Ugh. Yes. God, there's a lot of detail on this. Um, he likes doing buildings, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't. That was my, <laughs> my opinion. And this little girl even brings him flowers and all this stuff. They're all, like, cheering for him and saying thank you and all this stuff. And Doctor Strange is like, this is staged. This is not right. real. Bullshit. This can't be real. But he can't deny that they do seem sincere in their reverence for Doom. Mm, and Doctor okay. Doom is like, ah, what do you think? I mean, yeah. what? Huh? See? <laughs> See? They like me. They, I'm, I'm, their, I'm their champion. <laughs> Strange is uh, set up pretty nice at Castle Doom. He's fed. They have local wine. Um, and Strange is super impressed with Doom's mom's sorcery notes. So she was a sorcerer, right? And he's looking through all of her stuff. And he's like, I can't believe how great of a sorcerer your mom was. I love this page. I love the big um, portrait over the fireplace right. here. The fireplace oh, yeah. that's taller than a man and wider <laughs> than a car. Like, it's it's just a really lovely page. And I love uh, I love her portrait. I love the fireplace. I love um, Dr. Strange sitting at a table. Like, you know, earlier he was like, man, fuck this guy. This guy is, he's an evil yeah. monster. And then now he's like, oh, some wine? Yeah, just like half a glass. Just a <laughs> I'll have a little. Uh, I mean, you if you insist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> i love dr doom with the wine glass how does he drink wine are we beautiful are we just missing the panel it. where he takes a little metal like straw dumping out and... it into his <laughs> <straw>. <laughs> like a silly straw like a neon silly straw so he's like doing this like uh, <laughs> yeah, just, pouring it. just pouring it right into his mouth <laughs> no it's good i love it yeah so anyway just the um, juxtaposition of his big giant metal hands with this tiny delicate wine yeah, glass is good. it's really nice but we learned that Dr. Doom's mom died when he was a baby. And then so he's like spent the mo majority of his life like trying to figure out as much about her, reading her journals and all this kind of stuff. And he's even been trying to free her. Year after year, I've struggled with the internal forces for her freedom, but to no avail. However, this time will be different. And I, I like this part because Dr. Strange is like, why didn't you just ask me for help? <laughs> like, why didn't you just ask me to come help you do this for your mom's soul? Well, what's interesting is he says, like, oh, why didn't you just ask me? But then earlier we saw him being like, fuck no, I'm not helping sure, this yeah, guy. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Well, like, yeah. you, because you, you would have said no. Right, maybe. <laughs> well, but but once he told Doctor Strange what it was really, what he really needed, then, you know what I mean? It kind of, it, it would have been a cool one shot for him to show sure, up and go, Doctor yeah. Strange, I need your help. Like, that would have been the cover, right? right? Yeah. Or something weird but like the, that. But the reasoning they give, he's like, I'm not going to beg anyone for help. Yeah. Well, it seems pretty important. 
to you and maybe you could set your pride aside for your own mother's soul but i guess not right not dr doom not dr doom <laughs> um i've kind of skimmed through those pages of the backstory but that that panel at the bottom uh mephisto with the yellow teeth yeah. i haven't like i don't know much about mephisto but he's always looked really goofy to me and kind of clownish. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that, that sells cool. it. Yeah, yeah, he looks super. It actually, cool. looks sinister and like you know someone you don't want to mess with. Right. Yeah. I do want to talk about this page. Let's let's get there. No. Well, yeah. I mean, there is another panel, Ross, where I had a similar um, mm-hmm. thought as you. We'll we'll get to that one. There's a yeah. similar panel with Mephisto, but we do get into the backstory. So Doctor Doom, he has a assistant named Boris. And Boris is like helping Doctor Strange, and as he's as he's like walking him to his room or wherever they're going, he's telling him the whole backstory, right? So we learn that Cynthia Von Doom, she was some say she was a witch, right? And we get some okay. like really cool like kind of like witchcraft panels and all this kind of stuff. I know not if it was true, but one night, either by accident or by design, her spells drew the attention of a most malignant force. And that's when we see Mephisto come out. Where have we seen this before? Oh, yeah. This is kind of like of Hellboy's a lady, mom, Of right? a mom, yeah. yeah. Hellboy's mom being like, hey, the devil, yeah. it's me. <laughs> I definitely was getting those vibes I when I was reading I want to be Hellboy's this. mom. Yeah. yeah. Good, a good parallel there. And so Mephisto's like, uh, hey, I want to make a deal with the devil. And she's like, hell no, you're evil. You ask too much in return. And he goes, but don't your people deserve a homeland and your son could be a king and all this kind of stuff. So she finally accepts it, right? But yeah, Ross, like, when you put it that way, yeah. why not? <laughs> but Ross, like you were saying, like here, like to me, St. Like Mephisto's always look kind of goofy, but here in these panels, he's, you know, he looks scary and yeah. intimidating and it's, it looks super cool. I love the color on all this too. Really nice. So then she goes to take revenge on all the people who took over their town, right? Because they were like basically driven out of their town. These and, panels up top are very Mignola style. Oh, yeah, like you can yeah, see kind of yeah. some of his style sort of peeking through here. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the blacks, great. too, and the cloak and everything. Well, just like the um, the gestures that are being yeah, made and yeah. everything right here where he he allows himself to simplify it a little bit. And it's just very... Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like his... Classy uh, Mignola. Even in his this earlier stuff, his lips are very distinctive. That kind of carries throughout mm-hmm. before... Eventually, mm-hmm. he gets to a point where he's not even drawing lips, but... Yeah, right. That's one of the things that feels very Mignola. And the arms and the hands and just the movement of it all. It's just very a lot of what he chooses to black out and what he chooses to leave. All of it's very, um, you can see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Cynthia goes to take her revenge on all the people that kick them out of their town and take their town back, um, she lets out this blast of power. And then when she goes outside, she realized that it, like, I guess it sent a shockwave that killed all these kids uh-huh. um, throughout the town. And so, a very monkey's paw situation yes. happening here. Mephisto had granted her power, but not control. You know, so she weeps and she's like, I never wanted this. I want to renounce it. I want to give it all up. One guy that survived her attack, he wounds her. She's able to make it out into the forest. And it wasn't until later until the father found her, right? With her dying breath, she begged them to protect their son for the demonic power she had unleashed. They have to, like, bury her in an unmarked grave, and they have to move on from the town and everything. And so the dad, he tries to honor her wish. He gets her, like, all her witch stuff, all her arcana, and puts it in this trunk and tries to throw it away. But it keeps coming back. He throws it in the river, and then he finds it again. He sets it on fire, and then it's there again, right? He can't get rid of it. 
So eventually it just becomes part of his stuff that he has. So he was a healer, I guess. He was a doctor. Yeah. Um, the dad, so I guess he couldn't save the Baron's wife. or And then so when he couldn't save her, they like started like killing all of them. And Dr. Doom and his dad like tried to uh, escape them, but I guess he froze to death. But Dr. Doom survived. After all of this, he found the trunk. He became obsessed with it. And he started like learning everything about the dark arts. Um, and these are some great panels of him like studying and all this kind of stuff. I like all this. This panel of him in the, um, the like the welder mask, like that's a very <laughs> Mignola panel to me. Yeah, um, this is really cool. I just love all these like um, like him with all the bookshelves and stuff in front of the cauldron and doing his spells and all this kind of stuff. It's really nice. He eventually builds this machine to try to contact his mom in the netherworld. And then that's where it blows up. I was thinking that's where he got the scarf. From. Right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And then it was after that that he met the aged Genghis and then he sent him to high Tibet and then all of this stuff. So then years later, he comes back to Boris and he's Dr. Doom now. I'm Dr. Doom now, he yeah. says. That's what he said. <laughs> this is me now. This is me now. <laughs> this is me now. I have been learning and hardening myself. I've made myself stronger, more powerful, as befits the future master of this world. Within days, Doom seized the throne of Latveria. Within a year, he had erased all want from the land. We like it, actually. Yeah. That's what he says. He was able to get revenge for the dad, but he's never been able to rectify this with the mom's soul. So he would do anything to do it. And he's like, but except I must... ask nicely. Except ask, ask nicely. Because <laughs> um, he'll never beg. But I must go, Boris says, because I have already said too much. And we see Dr. Doom is actually watching all this. He's like, I've been yes. talking for an hour and a half, yeah. and I now I have to go. I perhaps I've said too much. Um, I like this scene. Uh, this next scene, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom are training because they have to train to go into this Hades Netherworld. He's got to learn, yeah. right? So he's got to like get his his magic up to par with Doctor Strange. Training montage going, and Doctor Strange is like, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Like, he, what is he going to do with this magic that I'm teaching him? You know what I mean? Now he's going to have this knowledge. Save his mom. Uh, in the evening, Doctor Doom is even powering up his armor even more. He's boosted his reserve powers by a factor of ten, but that's not enough. He must surpass Doctor Strange's power with his technological might. Mule's got to throw a castle shot in here. Yeah. Love, love that. Yeah. So it says after three grueling fortnights, so that's like six weeks, a month and a half, right? Okay. They train for a month and a half. Um, and until it's Midsummer's Eve, this is when the barriers between worlds are most easily breached. All right. And so Dr. Doom is like, um, each year the battle has ended in a stalemate. I don't think so. Mm. I, I think you lost. <laughs> I think you probably lost. But Dr. Strange is like, well, that you survived is enough. Like that's that's impressive by itself. Um, that is true, though. So I like all this because Dr. Strange is like, are you ready? And he's like, of course I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? Of course I'm sure I'm ready. Like, that's basically <laughs> what this scene is. Great. But I love this transition where they make the ball of energy and then they pass through this portal. Yeah, it's cool. And then they, they're there. I like how he says, do not yeah. mistake caution for cowardice. Right, right. He's like, look, I'm being careful. I'm not being a coward. I'm right, just trying yeah. to make sure that we're ready for this. You don't do this a lot. I do this a lot. Right. Let me do this. Um, and there again, he calls on the sphere of the seraphim. We okay. kind of already talked about right. the seraphim, right, Ross? Yeah. I think that is the eyes with the wings. Nice, nice. I think the, that's the, the, the big wheels on fire. Yeah. The eyes and the... Yeah, yeah. Okay, dig it. All this, this is so psychedelic and cool. All this stuff it as is. they're like going to the netherworld and they're in like this bubble and stuff like that. 
You know, Mignola had a blast with these guys, all yeah. these demon guys oh, yeah. here. I like I like how the first thing Doom notices is the smell. Oh, oh right, right, yeah. The stench. There, he so he says a thing here. Let no power stop us, though hell bar the way. It seemed like a quote. I wasn't sure, so I I googled it and. Um, I came up with this thing. It says here, The Highwayman by Alfred Noyes. Uh, it's a poem. And the line says, I'll come to thee by moonlight, though hell should bar the way. And so that's what that, I don't know. Also, I don't know. I don't know if that's even related or if that's where he got no, that No, it sounds or, like it is. Yeah. The, there was a couple times where there's a little bit of a rhyme scheme. So I, I kind of wondered, I didn't look anything up, but. I wondered if there's little snippets of things that are quotations. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. This would be a good book for it. Yeah, to put some definitely. Stuff like that, that sounds in like there, something so Doctor Strange would say. That's cool. Nice. Thank you for that. I um, like these demon guys. I like their weird faces. It's oh, fun. Yeah. So much fun. All the demon work is great. They the encounter... demon work. I like your demon work. Yeah. Like it's metal work or something. <laughs> <laughs> like glass work. I like your demon work. And yeah, they just immediately demons start attacking them. Um, and th- I love this page. This is so incredible where they're just blasting. and. Uh... So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> anyway, I started blasting. Bah, bah. We must be done with these demon hordes before their master discovers our presence, Dr. Strange says. Too late. We reveal Mephisto. We demand to battle for the freedom of my mother's soul by right of previous challenge. Hear me, demon. And Mephisto's like, ha ha ha. You demand by your right my most sincere apologies I had thought you were mere mortals. I see now that you must be jesters of the cosmic order. Amuse me more and perhaps I shall consider humoring your demands. So he like drops them down into the ground. They like fall through this crack. I thought this was pretty cool too where Doctor Strange is like, I guess he's trying to pull them out with this beam or whatever. And he's Mm -hmm. like, quickly Doom, you got to combine with my power. And Doom just listens to him. And then it works. I thought that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like they can do some teamwork or whatever. Love when it, it. When it matters. So when they come out of the ground after uh, being drugged down by, by Mephisto, they're in like some other place, right? And yeah. they get a, they get attacked by all these carrion crows the size of eagles. And they start blasting them, but they're just blasting them for them to go to sleep. They're like, go to sleep. Yeah, they're just going to sleep. They're taking a little nap. That's all. Yeah. Well, strangest spells, he's just like encasing them in a little blob. And then Doom's just like blasting them. Yeah. Yeah. And then they right. take a nap. Yes. <laughs> Mephisto's, he's, he's watching all this, and he's like, Doom's actually cooperating. I can't believe this. I guess his plan was for them to start bickering right. and have a big fight. <laughs> and so he's like... Uh, so that only happens if it's two heroes. Right. Right, right. yeah. If, you know, if this was Strange and Thor, they'd be, they'd be fighting sure. each other. Sure, <laughs> okay. He says, they have sown the winds of challenge, now let them reap the sandstorms of hell. I like this panel where he says they have sown the... I think that's a great panel of Mephisto. I thought I looked at that panel for a second. I was like, wow, he looks really kind of cool right there. Like he seems like a, yeah. um, like a regal... Yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. like, I don't know. I dig it. Some, some of this almost reminds me of um, some of the Gustave Doré uh, etchings. Right, yeah. yeah it's kind of getting into that direction. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Ross. Mignola's referenced some of that before. The way that he, I, guess, I guess not before, but later. <laughs> yeah. The way that he's crouched in this top panel. Yeah, yeah, that does kind of remind me of that. So Mephisto uses the Sandstorm to separate Doom and Doctor Strange. So now Doctor Strange is like, can't find Doom, and Doom is confronted by Mephisto. Well, he seems worried about Doctor Strange here. Am I reading that right? That he's like, 
Yeah. No, he's, he is. He's like, oh, he he won't be able to 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 deal with this without me, kind of a thing, which is interesting. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Well, I guess it's because it's like, well, he's the only one who can help me yeah. do this. But it was also, I don't know. I I felt like um, that there was, was just a an interesting bit of moment. Yeah. In there. yeah. Yeah. Like how uh, Mephisto is um, just like like ribbon on Doom. He's like, uh-huh, Doom, no need to kneel before me. <laughs> <laughs> and where have we seen some of this before here? Not before. Again, wh- where do we see some of this later? <laughs> later. <Right. laughs> later. These, these big the, old the tentacles, tentacles here. and all that. Yeah. All this is amazing. I love this. And Mephisto, he's all in shadow too. You know uh-huh. what I mean? There's all the, see all the kind of shadow work. So he's trying to like cater to Doom here. Uh, meanwhile, Doctor Strange is being consumed by the sandstorm. And he loses the cloak of levitation. He loses his amulet, and he falls into like this flashback of uh, of you his. Hate it or- when you fall into a flashback. Yeah, <laughs> he falls in. He falls into this weird vision of his history, right? His origin. And um, I like the weird noir palette here. I, yeah, I really like um, that. So, uh, in in the version I have, there's a little like afterward at the end, but talks about how. If you've never read anything with Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, you you get their origins, but it's it's woven organically into the action. Um, yeah. Like it's yeah. it's not like you just start out of a recap. It's like there's right. a, but there, there's a there's a reason if if you keep with it long enough, you're gonna get the backstory that maybe you didn't have. Okay, that That's is a bad. Really, I mean, if you're really well yeah. done. If you're yeah. if you're gonna put it in there, if if you have to put it in there, this is a great way to do it as yeah. opposed mm-hmm. to. You know, like you said, like Doctor Strange is a guy. Like we know, we know. But having this, having this pop up during they're currently dealing with whatever it is they're dealing with, and having their 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 psyche conjure this up or whatever it is, that's you know, having that be a part of the story. That trapped is, right. trapped in your worst day. It's marginally better, yeah, than having it be like now we're going to explain who Doctor Strange is. Right. Yeah, it's good. And um, Doctor Strange was a dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. a jerk to this yeah. guy. Oh yeah. But I like so how what's the story. That's but, the character. Um, development. Yeah, but I like how the 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 current Doctor Strange is like in the body, so he's like, "What am I doing? Why am I talking like that?" I don't want to be saying these right. things. This and is so terrible. It's like he's reliving. He's in his body, having to relive himself doing all this. Well, stuff. it's like having a nightmare and being like, "Wait, I'm not in school anymore. This is not. Right, this yeah. is not anything. No." But then you can't. You're just trapped in this horrible like situation. Even though you're like, none of this makes sense. I'm not going to work today. It, it follows all the same origin. He gets in the car accident. He um, gets his hands all messed up, and then he goes looking for the ancient one. But in this one, when he finds the ancient one, the ancient one has died. So he's like, oh, now no one's going to help me. Wait, this isn't how it's supposed to go, right? So it's like a nightmare version of his flashback or whatever. Then he realizes that it's actually a demon putting an illusion on him. I really like how you get enough pages of this black and gray, and then you get that bright yellow on the next page. Well, that's the thing. This is another one of those Saturday morning moments where you're like, yes, where he goes, he said there was still a spark of decency in me. You have to believe me. You have to see the light within me like the goodness and it shines yeah and then the light happens and then like you said like all the color comes back and it's so i just i don't know so i'm such a sucker yeah. for for stuff like that i think that's it's corny but i i really dig it Care Bear Bear Stare. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so dr strange is just fighting a bunch of demons so mephisto's just keeping him occupied right but dr strange is getting the better of it at least he's gotten out of this nightmare trance or whatever started blasting oh 
Like how he's got this little demon on his throne pouring in like this goblet of magma or something. Oh, that's right. great. When we, when we cut back to Mephisto, right. What were we going to say, Aubrey? I love um, that detail. That's so great. I didn't notice that on the first read. Thank you for pointing that out. That is, that's fantastic. In this, this uh, in this one panel at the bottom where, D- where Strange is fighting the demons, one of those demons' face kind of looks like Fing Fang Foon. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, yeah. But he's way too small. <laughs> right. So Mephisto here, now he's trying to tempt Doom. He says, behold the planet Earth. It could be yours, Victor, if you but do as I say. And I like how Doom's like, the world's mine for the taking anyway. I don't need any gifts from you. That's good. Perhaps not. But what about your mother, right? He knows that's what he really wants. And so Doom totally has the Martha moment right here where he's right. like, oh, my mother. He like starts <laughs> groveling to the ground and everything. Why did you say that, Dad? Like, yeah, I mean, he's really impacted by that. Like, we really see like a weakness here. You know what I mean? Is it weakness? Is it... Well, we see him being vulnerable, Or is I guess. it strength to yeah. love someone so much? It, it, yeah. Okay. It's um, yeah, a Saturday morning cartoon. So then um, so then Doom's like, okay, well, what is your price? Come on, Victor, Mephisto says. You know what I want. We cut back to Doctor Strange just, oh, this is so great. I love this page so much. Yeah. Um, the magic blast and everything. This center panel with Doctor Strange, I mean... You really, you really can see the Mignola kind of coming out, and it's just so dynamic. I really love this. So uh, Doctor Strange, he's like, we must find Doom before, and then he looks over and he sees Doom being taken away by all these demons. He's like, ah, oh, this dude, he failed or whatever. He got, he got smoked. The demons have Doctor Doom. They're about to dump him in the lava, and Doctor Strange comes to save him. He blasts all the demons away, and when he touches Doctor Doom, something happens, right? And now he's incapacitated. So we don't really get to see that, but there was some weird, like, evil magic or evil cloak. Because it kind of, once he does that, then it reveals Doctor Doom there. And there's all these demons behind him. There's, like, this red Mm. smoke. That is so cool. So they encase Doctor Strange in, like, this ice or this crystal or something like that. Yeah, it says uh, that's your your crystal prison. Right. It resists some spells and you can't, can't get out of it. You can't use your magic. Yeah. But do feel free to struggle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Strange is like, Doom, what did he offer you? We made a bargain. So we did, Mephisto says. I can afford to be generous. Your mother shall not only be freed, but given flesh as well. The human form is, after all, but a temporary construct, a thing of ashes and dust. Ah, an excellent likeness. Don't you agree? So he makes this body that looks like her. And then he has the spark of life, and it's like it's a little moth in a in a, like a green crystal. I love it. Yeah. Another another thing that you know. Where yeah. Have we seen this? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 The, the, the soul in the form of a moth. Right. I love it. Encased in a a little bug encased in a in a thing. Right. I love it. So he blows. He breaks it, and then he blows it into the statue, and then the mother comes alive. Doom goes to embrace her, and she's like, "I don't understand. I died. What happened?" And Doom's like, I secured your release. Let's just go. And she's like, release from Hades? I can't believe it in a body. And when he mentions a bargain, she's like, bargain? And she sees Mephisto laughing in the background. She's like, Mephisto would never free a soul unless, Victor, what have you done? And he's like, I only did what was necessary. Mephisto's like, oh, your son's being so modest. He betrayed Earth's sorcerer supreme. Right. He did a big deal over here. And so she's like, no. By such a betrayal, you as much as forfeited your own soul. So she refuses to go He's with like, Dr. I'll do it Doom. a thousand times. Right. I give a fuck. We got to get out of here. But she calls him a traitor. 
And she says that my son would betray another to Mephisto. This is the worst damnation of all. You are no son of mine. And he's like, no, mother. And she turns back to stone. And we see Dr. Doom like groveling. He's all upset. So Strange is like, you monster. And he starts like getting real mad and struggling. And he's able to break out of the thing. He's like, no spell of mine shattered it. So then he realizes under his cloak, there's like one of Doom's devices. Technology. Right. That's what broke him out of the crystal. So it was all a double cross, double Aha. cross, or whatever. Doctor Doom was actually on Doctor Strange's side. He freed him, right? Um, so that way they could both attack Mephisto. You mortals seek to deceive the Prince of Deception? I love that show. No, Dark One. We seek to defeat you. And I kick your ass. Yeah. So we get a lot of cool magic stuff here. Some good close-ups of the hands. Yeah. Oh, so go. good. Yeah, really nice. Doing the spells. Love that. Um, so we get some great shots of Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, like combining their forces and all this kind of stuff. Um, I like the big evil Mephisto face with the teeth in the background and all that. Oh, so good. Yeah. And he just keeps like getting more powerful. He tells them that they're pathetic. It is clear that you still do not realize the full extent of the power you face. And Doctor Strange is like, Seraphim, save us. You have called me demon and monster. But I am Lord of Demons, the ultimate monster. I am the living evil. I am Mephisto. This page is fucking awesome. That is yeah. I mean, it gives me like almost like some black flame vibes and just weird Ogdru Jihad stuff. It's like, ah, it's so cool. It went ham with the Kirby crackle. Yeah. Doctor Strange, and at this point, he's encased him and Doctor Doom and the statue of the mom or whatever in like this blue orb so it's like protecting them from all this like lava and all this stuff that Mephisto's throwing at weird fucking eyes and the yeah it like in in my mind I'm imagining these mouths like continually swallowing each other and eyes popping up like the the sense of motion for just one static panel is really great yeah very psychedelic you really get like it's all bubbling up and all that kind of stuff like a like a, a lava lamp made of mouths and eyes and, oh, yeah yes. <laughs> of evil, Ross. evil, of lava lava lamp. evil. so at one point um dr doom's like open the thing really quick i'm gonna do something so he opens a little hole in the portal Pew. and dr doom throws an antimatter bomb or something like that okay farewell dark lord he says as everything all blows Fuck up you but then, so there's this one little sliver, and then Mephisto just breaks out of that, right? Ignorant wretch. He becomes this giant monster that's going to swallow the orb. I love all yeah. that. That is so cool. Good, really good page. Yeah. yeah. That center panel is incredible. And so I guess he does swallow them, right? Because he closes yeah. his mouth around them. They're in all the fire. Yeah, I love all this psychedelic shit. It's right. so great. Strange says, I think salvation lies in, again, opening the shield. Are you mad? We've no weapons on which would be effective against the Dark One, Dr. Doom says. I believe we do. Trust me. Dr. Strange responds. And then so he does his spell. He opens up the portal a little bit. And the life comes out of the statue of the mom, right? Or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? I think it's like her, her life. So he's, her ref- he's yeah. freeing the soul. And Dr. Doom is like, no, what have you done? And there's this giant explosion. And then so we do see that Mephisto did swallow them because now the light of purity is like breaking the through his mind. The light of her mind. soul is, yeah. yeah. Well, they kind of explain that. By, by refusing Doom's uh, treachery or his betrayal, yeah. 
by doing that, she actually redeemed herself. So now this yes. light of purity is able to break through Mephisto. That's one of the only things that could. So like her soul is him. escaping the underworld, and it's like she's just shooting up into the heavens like a bullet, kind of thing. Right, right. Out of, out, his out of his head. Yeah. Well, his fucking expression when that's happening is so. Yeah. That's so cool. The art is so good. I love on the next page where he's just like, he's got the tears and the drool and all that. Right. That is an incredible image. Mephisto says, in time, all your souls would have been mine, but now she is lost to me forever because they, they did get her to redeem herself, right? He curses them. He blasts them. Fuck off out of here. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> uh, well right at the last minute, they go, you can't damn us, monster. If you do, you're going to lose our souls too because we've we've been redeemed also. And he's like, ah, All right. I'll wait for you to fuck up later. Be gone. I love when they land. So they land and um, Doctor Strange is like, Doom, you look as battered as I feel. Let me give you a hand. And Doom's just like lying on the ground. He's like, get away, Doctor. I have no further need of your help. But he Do just, not help. But he yeah. stays on the ground. He doesn't get up. He just stays on the ground. Like I imagine just being like, I don't need no. your help anymore. He's like clearly beat up or whatever. Well, now I am not doing it. Because you told you told me to. No, I will not. He's like, all right, <laughs> stay, stay here, stay on the floor. Like if you if you took away panel three and just had him from the floor to standing up, like right, you, you could you could just do that. But adding that extra panel of him still on the floor, it's <laughs> yeah. a good little bit of con- comedy and a, a story that for the most part has been kind of yeah. straight, you know. Right, yeah. and it goes along yeah. with Pitching his. Fit. It goes along with his arrogance of like, Throwing I don't little, need help with anything. Right, Throwing a little tanty. So Doctor Strange, he tells Boris, "Okay, see that he gets back to America, and I want to be alone." And Doctor Strange is like, "Don't be a fool. You'll need. I'll need no one. I have achieved that which I sought. My mother's soul is at last free." Yes, Doctor Strange responds, but only at the cost of her love. Or did you make that sacrifice knowingly? It's like I want to help my friend Victor Von Doom. Yeah. I want to help my my friend now, and he's just like, I don't want you to be my friend, right? And he's like Doom, and Doom just walks off. Doctor Strange addresses Boris. He could have betrayed me to Mephisto, but he did not. By his actions, Doom gave his mother the chance to find her own redemption. He beat the devil at his own game. Could he have planned all this? And Boris is like, perhaps. And he's got a tear coming he's down. Like, I don't too. know, maybe. I should have seen that the master would want more than simply to rescue his mother. He would want to win free and clear, beholden to no one. From what you have said, he has. He owes you nothing, and his mother's soul is free. His dreams of conquest will continue, and for now at least, his soul remains his own. His big old belt buckle. He's just brooding out there like Batman or something. <laughs> I love I that belt buckle, too. Belt. the biggest one. And so it goes, and we cut back to the aged Genghis. The soul long in torment has found her salvation, and Doom lives on with the triumph and torment of his own. It was all a vision. Right. <laughs> and the assistant's like, honored one, I do not understand. Perhaps you were not meant to, Genghis says. True understanding comes in a moment's flash, but only after years of labor and study diligently, and you may come to understand in a century or so. For now, Acolyte, I would be fed. I hunger. <laughs> yes, Exalted One, as you wish. If we get this quote at the end, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I stand on the terrible threshold and I see the end and the beginning in each other's arms. Oh. By Stanley Kunitz, 1944. I don't know oh. what that's from. Wow. I, I, I'm looking him up and he he was a poet. He lived to be 100 years old. Oh, wow. That's he, interesting. He was born in 1905 and died in 2006. Whoa. Wow. What a lifetime. Yeah. Well, 1944, that's 
an interesting year. I wonder if that is about World War Two, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, know. right, right. That's just yeah. a guess. I yeah, mean, yeah. he was the poet laureate in 1974, and then again in 2000. Oh. And, wow. and so, looking at his poetry, it looks like he would have been in his 90s by then, right? Yeah. That's crazy that he was still doing whatever, That's writing wild. poems and winning awards. Got a Pulitzer Prize for poetry. Had had some books. Passport to War. Mm. 1944. Oh, interesting. Passport to War was written in 1944. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, mm. yeah. And that's what this quote is from? Or I don't know. I just think that's an interesting <laughs> thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I liked the story. I thought it was really cool. Um, I liked the different aspects of Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange and this whole, like, kind of... Um, I just like those kind of scenes where doom is like yeah dr strange is like he's awesome you know what i mean and dr strange is like doom is pretty cool you know and like doom doesn't want to let anyone know that he's needs help or whatever right. that he's like yeah. getting to the end of you know what he can do or um with his magic i don't know i just liked all those little character moments yeah. that were in there i do like stuff like that where it's a little yeah. you know two guys that would normally not work together now they gotta work together and let's see what happens and that's i love shit like that i like the ending because a lot of times when you have to as a writer write someone who's outsmarting someone it can uh -huh. feel really contrived but i felt like this it, it 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 worked you know it didn't uh it felt like yeah doom would have had this all planned out maybe right. he didn't have the details he didn't know how it was gonna exactly play out but he had the basic shape of this whole plan yeah and i don't know I, I i like that it's it's hard to do as a writer to do stuff like that and not make it feel too obvious right. or too, right. too fakey it's right. a great little story yeah. well and i mean the the idea too that his mom thinks that he did this betrayal and her last words were you're no son of mine but he's like i don't care i freed her soul well he was counting on her doing that right. or else his plan wouldn't have worked he's, right so yeah. he he's that was part of it he's like i know my mom and she's not gonna right she's Damn not gonna yeah, yeah she's not gonna tolerate that and, but and, that's part of his right if she had just been like okay let's go right like, but like what would have happened so but, anyway. but that potentially did something to that relationship with him sure, and his mom yeah. but he's like that's okay that's for his me. sacrifice or you know whatever. what i mean he's like i mean yeah. i don't need any love i'm you i'm cold-hearted and it's okay as the the important thing that happened is that i freed her soul and that's sure. it yeah i mean it's just like you know i mean uh, i mean it's all he wanted was their soul freed and that's it he doesn't need her love or anything right <laughs> both like his his character underneath the the pride and vanity and stuff his essential character is similar to his mom and that he he's going to do whatever it takes to help other people or if he you know if it's someone he wants to right help. yeah right yeah i thought it was interesting that we did um early Fagredo last week and then now we have early mignola stuff this oh, week yeah. um, I didn't think um, about it's, that. it's cool to go back and see how their styles has have evolved and again Mignola's being inked by somebody else here, but, you know, um, I, I like seeing, like, I was looking at some panels, and I was like, this does not look like Mignola at all, you know, some, yeah. of, the, some of the faces and some of the, um, some of the Doctor Strange faces, mm -hmm. I was well, like, wow. It, I yeah. mean, it, it, yeah. still, it still makes sense, though, like, you can kind of see where he's going yeah. with that, which is, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, but overall, it was so cool. I loved all the psychedelic Kirby stuff. Yeah. I loved all the oh, devil yeah. stuff and the demons, and yeah, I mean, I wonder if, uh, I wonder how this collaboration came about because this is all stuff Mignola likes drawing is demons. Yeah. And so, and so I wonder how that happened. In in the edition that I have that has some supplemental materials, um, he kind of talks a little bit about that. Um, so I guess so. Roger Stern had wanted to do this 
graphic novel for a really long time. He was chipping away at the story for from 1982, and, and this came out in... So it was a while that he sat on it, and he he was wanting it to fit within the continuity, and I guess at some point, like, Doom was dead, and then he was brought back to life, and so it kind of just got put off until he's like, you know what, it's just time to do it. And um, I don't, I'm trying to see if it said anything about Mignola. I think he was just available at that time. Nice. You know? Yeah, it says uh, there lucky, were lucky them. It says there yeah. were scheduling conflicts, but once the plot was finished, we were able to get Mike Mignola. This was the summer of 87. He had some commitments, so he wasn't able to start drawing until late in 87, but that's all it really says. Would this be before or after that Wolverine one he did? That would have been probably around the same time, right? Yeah, and it was another one of these Marvel graphic novels too. So yeah. that might have been like maybe he was doing a couple of these. That's 90, so this, that's after this okay. one. Okay, Cool, yeah. Awesome, we should come back and look at that one sometime. Is this the first time we ever see, like, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom ever really team up together? So, oh, the, yeah. yeah, in the back matter, I guess, some of the stuff that happens into in this is kind of alluded to. Um, so I guess there was a comic where Doom briefly considered becoming Strange's apprentice and then decided not oh, to. Okay. And then okay. the Genghis... Um, has appeared before so so he kind of roger stern like kind of took these little snippets of things there there was a a special about the yearly competition that doom would have to try to free his mother's soul and oh, it was just okay. like just a little one-off story that no one ever did anything with so he he kind of took these little elements and tied them together that's awesome yeah very cool thank you for pointing that out ross um well, the reason i was asking if this was like the first uh, time that they've teamed up because i know like um hickman use Dr. Doom and Dr. Strange together as allies. And so, yeah, I, was just oh. kinda, you know, so, I think well, this so, was like the thing that kind of, yeah, like pr- prior to this Doom's mystical stuff hadn't really been explored. It was nice. Yeah. He was more of just like a mad scientist at the, you know, up till. Then. Oh, that's awesome. I'd like to know that like maybe this kind of kicked off more explorations on that side of his character. That was awesome. Very cool. Um, that was a great pick. I hope that you guys enjoyed this comic um, and the episode. Um, it was so great having you on, Ross. Uh, can you tell us, like, uh, what are you working on right now? Do you have anything to plug? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm always working on things. Um, I'm trying to get uh, trying to get all of the Stomped uh, Issue 3 rewards shipped out. I, I'm behind because I'm working on a, uh, a, a Webtoon comic for a contest. And so that's got a deadline. So I've been trying to make sure I meet that deadline. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, um, Ross, we were talking a little bit about this uh, off the air. You're going to be submitting some work for this contest on Webtoon. And then once you've submitted it, we can go in there and vote for you if we want to. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know uh, if it's voting necessarily, but definitely getting getting likes. traffic and likes is going to put it higher up on the page. Yes. So, uh, algorithm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah. when that is ready, we'll definitely be linking that uh, on our social media for you guys to check out. But in the meantime, if you want to go ahead and get on Webtoon and sign up, I went ahead and did that already. I was actually checking out some of the comics on there. It's free. I thought that that was pretty cool. It's it's all free. You can support creators, though, if you wish, yeah. which is a cool yes. little feature of that. Yeah. That's, oh, that's super awesome. So um, anyway, I'm so excited, Ross, to see your work in there. 
and uh, we'll definitely be uh, sharing it on our social media when that happens. Do you have a drop date for that? I'm trying to get it done by 4th of July. Oh, okay. So I'm, Monday. I'm, yeah. <laughs> so um, so the week that this show comes out, so that if it's come out, it'll be in the show notes um, for this episode. So check yeah. that out. And if it's not on there, it'll be on our link tree on our social media. So you can check that out as well. Awesome, Ross. Well, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us to talk Doctor Strange. Yeah, thank you. Doctor Strange. Who's the guy from Venture Brothers? I'm surprised you never did the impression. Oh. Oh, episode. Byron Orpheus. Yeah. Doctor Orpheus. I just started rewatching that. Doctor Orpheus. Yeah. That whole thing. He's the he's the Doctor Strange amalgam for that universe, or the Doctor Strange proxy for that universe. But he talks, he has that that kind yeah. of, uh, it's very funny. Anyway. Since we're talking cartoons, I think part of the reason I can never take Mephisto seriously is he reminds me of him from Powerpuff Girls. So, like, <laughs> oh, I read his yeah. voice in that, you know, he, where he's <laughs> talking like this. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that would be great. You know, it'd be hilarious if they did something like that. Like, give Mephisto a voice like that or something, right? Or give Doctor Strange a voice like that. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, let us know what you think of Mephisto's voice. What does he sound like to you when you're reading him on the page? <laughs> Excellent. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. That was a fun episode. I want to hear your thoughts. Tell me um, what you thought about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and tell us what you thought about oh, yeah, this comic. Yes. Also, if you have a favorite Doctor Strange comic that you think that we should all read, let us know because yes. I actually haven't read it not, and that would be nice to get some recommendations. You can send us um, hey you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclub member comics and on twitter book club members and as always you can always find all of our resources on our podbean uh website our facebook about section and our link trees on instagram and twitter as always a special thank you to paul from gutter Horn for the listener feedback theme yes thank you paul i want to thank ross radke for joining us today thank you ross book club member yeah. uh, check the show notes for his shop and his store and uh, the links to get all his stuff if you haven't gotten the stomp issues you have a couple of print copies left of that stuff ross once all the rewards are shipped out i'll, I'll update the website site so people can still get it and the um, pdfs are always available if people just want to you know throw a few dollars my way and get the, the digital excellent yes all the links so that will be in the show notes nice thank you uh also thank you john for your editing amazing skills thank you danielle for all your awesome thoughts i'm just yes. saying i'm just saying things <laughs> you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and when you're there uh, open it up and give us that five star review every little bit helps and uh, tell if you're enjoying what you're hearing here tell a friend um, yes do it our theme music is by only beast and our logo is from uh the one and only ross radke yes. and um matt strackbine and matt strackbine's on there too yes next week we're taking the week off because we are going to be over at the hellboy book club podcast doing a listener feedback episode catching up on the feedback yeah <laughs> We've been collecting a lot of listener feedback over the last uh, ever since we've been doing this, so we're going to get get through all of that next week. So um, you know what to do: tune in over there and come back here, and we'll be doing something different. Yes, we'll let you know next time. Yes. So guys, you know what to do: keep pulling out those back. Just hang in there. Just hang in there, and join us uh, next week at Hellboy Book Club Podcast, and come back here for Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. My name is John Salinas. I'm a weird little creature pouring a goblet of lava for a devil man in a big chair. <laughs> just a just a fun little guy. I'm Ross Radke. So hard to follow you every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, of course I am. Who else would I be? Aww. Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Yeah. Yeah.